Yo, 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 Kyle, what's happening? Chilla, chilla, what's good, eh? Nothing, man, just chilling right now. Got some nuggets today from recruiting news, man. Everybody about to go crazy on the timeline. I don't know why, but <laughs> we here now. I'm ready for it, bro. I know you got the juice. Waiting for a few more people to come in. I see Street of Finding just had to come in. Wait for some other. Uh, let me see. I don't know where Jermaine at. I thought he was in here. I thought that that was him. But what's good, Streeter? What's going on, bro? What's up? What's up? What's up? Nothing, man. Um, <clears throat> just chilling, trying to see what's happening, man. Um, the timeline going crazy already. The timeline going crazy. Why? Cal, what's going on? Yeah, all good, Street. Yeah, Maddie, I sent you an invite, bro. I don't know. Um, take your uh let me see. We're gonna have um rivals.com uh coming here. Benjamin and, and the crib who runs rivals.com now. Kane's Kane's County, they they gonna come in here and talk some recruiting with us. Um Kane's football with us, uh I got crazy, huh? X Man, like a fairy tale, huh? You say like what a fairy tale? Yeah, dog. Yeah, yeah, man. Um <laughs> you recognize your case, man. Nah, man. This is I'm loving it though, man. I'm loving it. I'm happy. Real happy. It's only getting better from here on out too, man. Um got some got some big names, some big boys talking about they they trying to get in where they fit in, right? Um, so listen. So after this one, um, so so uh, so let me drop. A couple of weeks ago, we interviewed Warren Sapp. Um, yeah. And and we got a members section. Um, it's been sitting in the member section for maybe I don't know three weeks now. Uh, so so we chose a night. We chose a night. So after this, after the space, man, the Warren Sapp will will be. We're gonna release the Warren Sapp interview, man, and y'all be able to watch it public. Um. It's a, a nice interview, man. I had been in work with Warren Sapp for a while to sit down with him. We missed him a couple of times, but uh, when we got to sit down with him, man, um, I mean, he just he he he's just an uh, 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 an extraordinary person. Um, his name was there, there. Uh, and I get into some things with him that you probably never heard people talk about in the beginning. On why does he know? Why he knows so much about so much, you know what I'm saying? Why does he know so much? Um, and he um, he tells us, he tells us why. Why is he so well read? And he talked, he, he get into that and talk to us, talk to us about that. And how did he? How, I think he said he read a read a hundred books as a junior in high school. Um, yeah, right. Uh, yeah, that was a, that was a great interview, man. He's a he's a very interesting dude. Like more than what you think of him on the football field. Like he's a very interesting dude. Like a cat you can sit there and listen to talk all night. He can touch like every single subject, man. It was a it was a damn good interview, bro. Man, listen. Um, as as great of the interview it was, man. The man is funny. <laughs> he is really really funny, man. I I, I was laughing throughout the whole thing, man. But um yeah, I mean he's very intelligent. You know, I mean you you wouldn't think it how everybody bash him and stuff like that, but the man is real intelligent. 
Uh, yeah, yeah. That's that's one thing when I when I when I was studying him before I interviewed him and I watched a lot of his interviews. There's one thing I picked up on. It was like, okay, we always talking about. We always talking about uh, 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 we always talking about black man and how fast he is, how strong he is. You know what I'm saying? In sports, and it's like I'm listening to this dude talk to Vlad about race and about finances and about black man. This man know everything about everything. So, so, so we became friends. You know what I'm saying? And he picked up the phone. He just calls me out the blue. You know what I'm saying? Hey, what's going on, man? You okay, uh, Coach Tavera, to take his shirt off? And he just talked to me about anything, though. Like, like, he just called me and talked to me about anything. I got to hit him back and tell him that's your work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nah, it was a great interview. Um, That's crazy. What, that's, what's that, our second Hall of Famer so far? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. we're working. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so we're gonna release that. Um, we'll release that, man. Um, uh, after the space over, so uh, to the public, we'll open that one up and everybody get a chance to watch it, man. Awesome interview, man. Talk, talk about. I didn't realize he played tight end so much. I, I, I thought I didn't realize he actually came to Miami and took tight end reps. Yeah, his first. Well, I, I guess his first year on campus, he was taking um tight end reps. Um, and. I mean, could have been a tight end and, until I get what the story or what he said. He said it was something what I think Coach Ogeron or somebody came and like, yeah, you got to come play D-line and stuff like that. And then he became 300 pounds. and Yeah. Uh-huh. Hey, didn't he say that he, he used to steal punts? He said, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was playing <laughs> in high school. I don't. I wouldn't say he was playing in, um, at UM, though. He said that he, said he caught it and it's that it's at UM with Kevin. He was Kevin. Kevin um called him K Dog. With Kevin he Williams, he said he caught a punt behind his back. Um, oh, probably. I mean, he was real athletic, so I'm, I'm not. I ain't gonna doubt him on that. Um, I'm pretty. It's right. just crazy we have. The technology back then with certain players, because you would have loved to seen certain things with certain players back then. Right. So, so that, that, I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and say it too, man. When, when Street dropped this, man, y'all make sure I go like up and share that video, man. Because uh, Warren Sapp is in rare form on that one. With members, <laughs> man, we already got the privilege of seeing it, but everybody else is getting it. You know, uh, make sure you make sure that support, man. Because it's definitely, uh, it's definitely worth it. So, appreciate that. Yeah, make sure I don't like that, man. Hit that thumbs, thumbs up. Don't be weird about it. What's going on, Benjamin? We got Benjamin in here from uh, Kane's County, New Kane's County, man. Benjamin, Benjamin, you're, new, you're the new Gary Furman, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, kind of, sort of, yeah, and kind of, sort of not. Um, so this, this, yeah, yeah, man, don't be trying my dog like that. <laughs> yeah, taking over the rivals uh site, what used to be Kingsport is, is now Kings County. Um, but yeah, happy to you know have a platform now where I can put out content and um, got a team together ready to roll out content for this football season. How's it been so far for you, bro, over there? I know, um, I know it's a lot, man. I, I, I see how hard them dudes go, but um, they had been at it for years, man. I don't know, Gary and Kane Sport was around forever. How's it been for you, um, early, bro? 
it's it's been an experience. I, I'll say that. Um, it's, it, there's a lot on my plate uh, just to kind of maintain uh, a major site like MiamiRivals.com is. Uh, as far as reviewing, reviewing the stories, writing my own stories, uh, cre- uh, creating my own stories, and just uh, maintaining the content on the site. It's been, a, it's been a challenge, but I've been getting used to it. You know, I'm already like five days in and, and um, it, it's gotten easier every day. All right. All right. Enough of the, okay, get the boring stuff out of the way. X-Men, we getting Jalen Brown? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sticking to I'm sticking to my I'm sticking to the script, man. We 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 we, we gonna lock Jalen back in. Um, everybody else, everybody, everybody don't went LSU on it though. Yeah, everybody went LSU. I'm 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 standing ground, man. I'm I'm standing on the ground, man. We uh, we, we got him. I'm on the LSU train too, man. Unfortunately, uh, for Hurricanes fans, uh, from from what I'm hearing. Uh, LSU is likely uh, going to be the play, but you know, Cristobal he he finds a way to 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 pull things out last minute. So I'm not going to count Cristobal out, but I'm going to lean to LSU for right now. I remember I kept telling people um, when he went on an LSU uh, trip, man, like, uh, talking to his dad after that trip, I was like, dang, they, they the way they talking about LSU kind of kind of scare me. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and even I tweeted it out earlier today before all the LSU uh, chatter came out. I was like, "Yeah, LSU still worries me," um, and they still do. But I, you know, I'm gonna go ahead and stand. You know, what I'm saying I ain't gonna flip the script, man. I'm gonna stand with. Um, yeah, the the thing about LSU is that they got that track uh, connection. You know, they they're, they're kind of like the yeah. Alabama when it comes to track, and he also wants to run track as well. And then there's that connection with his mom over there in Mississippi. Um, so, you know, being close proximity <laughs> with his mom is, is from what I hear is a factor as well. I'll, I'll just say this. Um, it, here's another fact. <laughs> yeah. There's a guy with a name, our Childress at, um, LSU. Uh, he's, he's now, let me see what he's doing at LSU. Right now he's LSU. his assistant AD players relation to LSU. Yeah. He was AD at Gulliver a couple of months ago, last year. And I think they let him go for some other stuff. But I know for a fact, he, he's a Michigan guy. So I know for a fact, like, he was recruiting Jalen to Michigan from Gulliver. And that was kind of a problem with um on, on the team, um with him recruiting him to Gulliver. So now he's at LSU. Now he's at LSU. And <laughs> about Jalen has found his way up to LSU. Um, so, I, I mean, I, I know that's in play for a fact. I know that's in play. Um, but I think if I'm gonna just say this, bro, I think if Mario wanted Jalen, I think they they get it, and that's the best way I could put that. Is do you think that Miami's prioritized Jalen so far in this, in this class? I mean, I yeah, know they, they, have. they have. I know that they've recruited him, but right. I, I have, don't, they, have they prioritized him? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, they prioritized him. I don't know. No, I don't they, know. they prioritized him. He on their on their wide receiver board. It was Brandon Enos, Jalen Brown. So it was like, okay, you're gonna get, you got to get one of them. We we knew we you know it was going to be rough to get Enos. So it was like, well, we go hard for Jalen Brown. They did everything possible to show him they wanted him. 
And I mean, I still think they're going to get him, but they just did everything possible to make make him know, know that you're our receiver. You're wide receiver one. I think what was telling for me is that uh, one of my guys, Anthony Euro, he spoke to him today, and he said that Jalen said he wasn't coming to the barbecue. Like, when he said that, I was just like, hmm, that made me think. Um, if, if you're not going to the barbecue and, and supposedly he's going to go on a visit to Florida State that weekend, that makes me, you know, kind of doubt if, you know, what your loyalty is to the U. Well, yeah, that makes sense. Um, we'll see. Commence Friday. I don't know the exact time. I think it's what six, something like that. Um, so commence Friday. I think it's gonna be at seven. I think it's gonna be at seven on on CBS. Okay, seven o'clock on um, CBS. Um, we'll see, man. I mean, you can't teach that type of speed. Four three speed. Uh, one of the better receivers in the nation. I still feel good about it, but you know, I guess everybody else have their own um, opinions about it. What you think, Frank? So X, X. I, what's up? What's up? So listen, man. I, I got what, a call about, about you. You can hear me? Yeah, yeah I can hear you. All right. So I, I got a call about about forty five minutes ago from 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 somebody that me. That me and you know, um, I, but I, you know, but I'll tell you the backstory on it. But so he called me, he gave me some information talking about Jalen, and then I called somebody else to uh, follow up. Oh man, hold on. You was breaking up a lot of them when you were talking. Well, it sounded like R2-D2. <laughs> what about now? I'm good? Boy in the metaverse. Yeah, yeah, you good now. All right, so listen. So I got a call from, from, from somebody that me and you know. So l- long story short, I, I made another call and to follow up like on this. So, bro, I just found out that the that the, the AD who was at Gulliver, who left last year... <laughs> Yeah, it's the it's the it's the assistant AD at LSU. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we was talking about it. We were chatting about that earlier today. I just told that story. Yeah, he is. Bro. He is, and and he, he was he was pushing he him him to Michigan because he, he he's a Michigan grad. Right, right, and now he's at LSU, and um, yeah, I, and, I mean, yeah, and I know for for a fact that him and the dad had had got pretty close because I you know. You know, y'all know I've been watching Gulliver up, 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 up close in person for two years. And man, let me tell you something. When I found out, I was like, "Yep, I could, I could see him going to LSU." But you know what? I'm saying, good luck to the kid. If he, if he pick Miami, I'll be happy. If he pick LSU, I'll, I'll still be, I'll still be happy. I'm saying, we still got a lot of kids on the board. And um, yeah, we gonna all be, we, we gonna always um be happy for our South Florida kids. Um. You know, at the end of the day, man. But what you was gonna say, Frank? Yeah, I'm. I'm going. I'm leaning towards LSU. You know, based based on everything we've said. You know, the distance from the mom. Um, you know, I think that was something that was big. Um, and obviously, he's one of the best track athletes in the country. So you know, that ability to be a two sport two sport guy at LSU, 
Um, you know, the fact that, you know, he, he there has been a pedigree of receivers to come out of LSU over the last few years. Yeah. Definitely, definitely is a huge factor as well. I mean, when you can, when you can like, like Miami did throughout the two thousands with, you know, the guys that they produced, LSU's able to do that right now as, as the standard standard in a way at receiver. Now, I think that the avenue to playing time at Miami is definitely there for the kid. I think that, you know, speed is something that we don't necessarily have in bunches at, you know, at Miami right now. And, and Robbie, Ray Ray, and Jalen could definitely change that mold. But, you know, the kid's got to go where he wants to go. And I think that, you know, you got to kind of put a lot of blame on Manny for this recruitment. I think that, you know, if you look back a year ago when they were doing events, there wasn't the same love that was pushed towards Jalen Brown that there probably should have been. Um, you know, they were focusing more on some more on like the the Brandon and this is, and, and of course you can't blame them for that, but you should probably be adding Jalen in into those, you know, photo shoots that they were doing last year that Jalen really wasn't part of. And it's, it's, it's some, it's some backstories to um, a lot of that. Like what you're saying about the photo shoots, how he wasn't feeling love. It's some stories that I, I won't say, um, cause you know, me and the father, we talk all the time, but yeah, but it, it's just, you got to put the blame on Manny. You got to put yeah, the blame on yeah. Manny because they, they didn't make him a priority up until the, I mean, listen, we can talk about how great the recruiting path has been for Miami and for 2023 kids to this point, but Mario has been there for six months, <laughs> six, like going on seven months now. So, you can't change the total tide of every single South Florida kid that was under-recruited by the previous staff in a matter of less than a year. It's just hard to do that, especially when when the guy hasn't been coached yet. You know, it's 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 hard. It's the number two receiver in the country at one point. If he doesn't feel like he was a priority, it's going to be hard to get back into the fold for a kid like that. And I think the kid's best football is ahead of him. I think he has the highest potential in regards to receivers in the country wow, for this class. The kid has, he has an elite level speed to him. He's got a six foot, six foot one frame. I mean, if you look at picture of him, he hasn't gotten a chance to put that weight on. I don't like nothing against the goal of coaching stuff. I think they do an excellent, excellent job, you know, developing kids. And, and obviously they, they're yearly putting kids in the power five level, but we haven't seen him get with a Josh Gaddis yet. Right. We haven't seen him get in the college weight room. We haven't seen him develop into what he possibly can be. I think he's a special type talent, I, you know, and I think Mario's 100% going to continue to recruit the kid going towards, you know, the final finality of the 2023 class. But, you know, the beautiful thing about this 2023 class is that it's absolutely loaded with receivers. You know, if, if you're falling into a world of fouls, if you're falling into, you know, guys of that caliber, then you're going to be okay. It's you I would even downplay the Files thing because everybody knows he's, he's, a, he's one of my guys. But yeah, he's, that's he's a I mean, freak. He's a freak. And freak. And even if they only get two or three in this class, you have to look ahead at that 2024 class with Josiah yeah. Crater and, and JJ. That 2024 and, is loaded. Loaded. Absolutely yeah, loaded. Yeah, loaded. Well, if you can get a chance, if you can get a ch- chance, can, a chance Robinson, a JJ, and a JoJo, then you're good. You're solid. If you grab six receivers in a two-year span where they're all blue-chip type prospects, then you did your job, right? You, you can't grab every kid out of South Florida. It's just not a possibility. There's too much talent in the area, especially at the, the receiver position with the elevation of seven-on-seven seven 
and, and the focus of football on a year-round basis. It, you're just not going to be able to grab every kid, and it sucks to lose a Jalen Brown, but if you're able to grab Robbie, Robbie, Ray Ray, and Will Fowles, then I think you're okay. He's great. Hey, listen, hey, real, I, fast, real fast, man. Before y'all, um, when y'all come up here, man, make sure y'all background straight, man. Y'all let the wash out, wash your clothes, then get home and come on the stage. This girlfriend <laughs> house and you got to cry in that baby. When you get home, come get on the stage, all right? So make sure your background good when you come up here and talk, man. Um, Go ahead, Egg Runner. Okay. Um. Yeah, as everybody know, uh, Frank and um, um, Marcus, they 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 predicting um, Jalen to go to LSU. Um, I, I you know I guess I'm gonna be the loner. I'm gonna stand on stand on stand on what I see. Um, you want me stand with you? Guys? You want me stand with you? Hey, I I don't put anything that no disrespect. You know what I'm saying? There's predictions and yeah, why be here six months? We got six more to go. I mean, but I know. you know, you you know what I was telling you, you and Twan earlier about. Um, I, I ain't gonna spill it on here, but I, that's just how I feel. I think it's gonna be the final say so at the end of the day. But hey, we'll see. Ex, we'll see. Ex, um, I'm a, I'm gonna go a fifty fifty, but I I it's but I still think it's you know he he he, he can't choose. Miami, but it, it's it's just a whole situation that went down that got me in the middle. All right, all right. Can we change? Can we talk about some happy man? I brought. Yeah, up we gonna problem. we go we gonna switch it over to. Um, can, we, can we can we talk about some happy man? Hey, um, yeah, man. Okay, so you know this weekend we got you got a couple of big names that's supposed to commit. Um, I think that what's the what's the big African kid name who commits tomorrow with Jalen? He commits on. Friday too, the Collins, Collins, somebody. Uh, the yeah. That's uh that's the main that's the main homeboy. <laughs> a Chia Pong. A Chia Pong. A Chia Pong. A Chia Pong. Yeah. Um real big kid. What he's six six seven, two fifty-five. Um yeah, man. Again, mean, I think if he comes, whoever he goes, I think they're gonna beef him up and put him inside. So hey, listen, don't don't forget about the the most important person who's who's committed. On Saturday. Well, yeah, Jaden Wayne, he committed Saturday. No, I ain't talking about Jaden Wayne. I'm talking about his mom, him and his oh. mom. <laughs> oh. Don't forget about his mama. Don't, don't ever forget about his mama. Oh, hey, hey, I seen somebody post a screenshot of the mom, and I was like, why would they do that? But, like, oh, my God. <laughs> hey, Bane walked up to me and Bane was like, Streeter, man, you watch the film on Malik Bryant? No, nah, I ain't watching that, man. Do your job, man. You got to do your job. <laughs> you seen his mama? <laughs> like, oh, man. No, nah, and then they walked up like five minutes later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, Jaden Wayne, he commits Friday, I mean, Saturday. Um, I mean, well, yeah, we all know about that. I've been telling people that we was going to get that kid because of the relationship that Mario built at Oregon. I still feel confident about that. The college the kid, grade. um, huh? Yeah, since the eighth grade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the college kid, I, I kind of feel still, still feel confident because he pushed his um, um, commitment date back after taking the UM um visit. So that kind of tells me that um, he might be, you know, might be feeling UM a lot. 
Yeah, I, I'm going to say I, I agree with that because we saw that with Jaden Rashada, right? Like, he, yeah. he pushed his uh, commit time back. So this could be the same situation. But from what I'm hearing, I hear Michigan is is is, is the team to beat for my Yeah, yeah they the team to beat, obviously. Um, I think that was the first – I'm thinking when he said that, like, Michigan was probably one of the first schools to give him an offer or something like that. So, yeah, they're the team to beat. Um, I just think you, you know, Mario and the staff did a real good job at recruiting him. For him to push it back, that's just makes you know what I'm saying, makes it seem like you know, UM has probably the better shot. Jason Taylor spent a lot of time with him at um a, a Legends Camp that day, you know, just talking to him and laughing with him and, and being around him. So he spent a lot of time with uh Jason. So we'll see. Yeah, anybody else got something to say about that kid and Jaden Wings? I mean, Jaden Wayne, I think I think uh, the consensus is that that he's definitely going to commit to Miami, and um, it, it's great. It's going to be a really big pickup for the Hurricanes, and I don't see I, 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 of all the commits that have committed as of late. I think this one is probably the one that you could probably bet the house on. Every, yeah. Uh, hey, so Marcus, Marcus, everyone else is still kind of, um, you know, there still could be a possibility otherwise. So let me yeah. ask you, if, if, if Jaden Wayne commits, is Miami now a top five class? You say if Jaden Wayne commits, is Miami a top five class? Yeah. No. Um, they won't be probably outside of the top five, probably six, seven. Um, we, we eight but, right then, now. but then again, because you got to see, I think Alabama's supposed to get some commits this weekend, too. Um, um, L- I mean, if LSU gets gets Jalen Brown, they're supposed to get some more, some more commits, too, this weekend. So, um, a lot of schools are getting uh, commits, just not not just Miami. So you know you just gotta look at it like that. So I wouldn't say we're being top five just yet. Now, if you do get Jalen Brown and Wayne, you're top five. I mean, listen, we uh, gotta. I, I we me and Marcus have to in the in the three hundred five sports twins have to go based on rivals, of course. Um, and right now we have we have Miami as the twelfth highest class in regards to average, you know, per recruit. You know, average star power per recruit. Um, I think that it's a, definitely a top ten class. You know, once once they get a Jaden Wayne, um, but uh, the, the numbers, you know, that would still give him what thirteen commitments. So I mean, you still yeah. got to fill out the rest of the class. Um, I think that there are some big dominoes that are you know suspected to fall. I think that they bring in at least three, potentially four offensive linemen in this class, and I think they're going to be you know borderline. Uh, blue chip kids across the board, except for the Frankie Analu kid from uh, LaSalle. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I think that they're, they can fill out the class. I, I was talking to Marcus about this today. I don't think that this is going to be a huge class numbers wise, right? Like I, I know that they're going after Cedric Baxter and kids like that, but it doesn't seem like all of those kids are, are falling into the, the Miami, you know, momentum at the moment. Um, I think that they probably fill this class at like 2021. Um, you know, with it being a lot, very much trench heavy, um, you know, I think you, you're able to get maybe like a Will Fowles in the class like we talked about before. Um, you know, you get a Chris Johnson who I forecasted to Miami. Uh, you get Jaden Wayne, you know, you get kids like that and you fill it out. And then next year, 
I feel like you go 25 heavy, right? You fill out that class the capacity, very, very much strong South Florida heavy. You try to get in Desmond Ricks. You try to, you know, go for another blue chip quarterback. Uh, and, and you just keep building that way. The 24 class is absolutely loaded. I thought this was a very top heavy class in 2023. And I think they've done an excellent job of going to get kids like, like Jaden Rashada and, and Francis McGowan, like all those kids that are blue chip kids that weren't suspected to be even Miami leans before Mario came. Um, but I, I think that, you know, a top five class is going to be hard just because you're going to see some teams that put 25, 26 kids into this class, especially yeah. with the rule changes that, that recently happened. Yeah, I kind of agree. I mean, well, besides, I, I do think um, they're going to, I think the number will be more than 2025. Um, being that I'm saying that is because I think they, they're going to go heavy in the offensive line and defensive line. Um, you could see probably almost six offensive linemen being took this year because the turnover, we're going to lose most likely five offensive linemen. And then there may be, may be six due to the transfer. So, um you know, especially like if those 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 blue chippers that want to commit, uh, like the Samson kid, the um, Monroe Freeney kid, um, Kirkland, Kirkland, yeah. um, what's the kid? They just decommitted from Florida. I keep forgetting his name. Um, the three star kid, uh, Kinsler, Kinsler, mm-hmm. Kinsler, him. You know, so that that that's that's what four to go along with the three we already have. Um, and then on the defensive side of the ball, you, you you still got Ruben Bain on the board. You still got Nicholas Harbor on the board. Um, what's what's man, B, man, B, man, these names driving me crazy, man. Maybe no, the one that's you gotta, at IMG. You got to sit home and practice. And Pimble. And Pimble. And then you got Jalen Wayne. Yeah. Um, you still got David Hicks. Um, the Collins kids, so you know, I think they're gonna load up big time in the um in the trenches because I just think some of the players on the UN team, not to be, you know, I mean, some of them just don't. They're not gonna be here next year. Um, oh, those that's big facts right there. You know, some of them not gonna be here next year, and that's that's due to graduation, and you know, you just going to hit the transfer portal because I think they're not, uh, you know, Mario caliber of players but we'll see um definitely see but yeah 24 classes oh my gosh uh i was telling um south florida express coaches the other day i say man i think the 24 receiver class is better than the 23 you know we were going back and forth on that one and i was like man look you give me six foot one six foot two six foot three receivers who can run i'm taking that any day like i don't know who not gonna take that but yeah that 24 class is loaded. Yeah, I totally agree with you, X, as far as, like, Mario focusing on the trenches first because you got to look at it like it's almost like the NFL. If you look at the NFL draft, what do they usually draft first? Offensive line or D-line? Pass rushers because you got to get those guys first. Yeah. And I think that's what Cristobal is going to do uh, first. Yeah, we got some speed hometown guys with – uh you know, Robbie and, 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 and Ray Ray, of course, but some of those guys, I think you can pick up later, you know, they're going to be around later, um, later in this cycle. And just like last time, 
or last cycle, uh, Cristobal was able to get a lot of great players very, very late in the game. I mean, he picked up players that were in like the last month or so. Trevante Citizen was like in the last week, basically. Yeah, that was a that was a week thing, a couple of days. <laughs> right. So I, I think Mario Cristobal and that staff are going to get to that number of at least 25. It's just that he wants to make sure he gets these trench monsters first. Yeah. And that's where you win football games anyway, if anybody knows football. if Once you get those big boys um, where they're supposed to be, and that's in Cora Gables, then, you know, you can get your speed demons because they live around the corner, you know? Yeah, they, they just here in South Florida. Like Frank said, um, if you don't get Jalen Brown and you happen to land William Fowles, which I'll be excited about, that's a good thing because he's a man child playing with kids. Win five top three X, you taking William Five as your top three? Absolutely. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I you know, I, I said I say if, if I had to take if it was a top five, Brandon Enos was one, Ray Ray was two, William Files was three. No, Andy Jean. Four and five, you could just pick and choose. You could pick Jalen. Pick Andy, you can pick Hakeem Williams or Robbie. Yeah, I'm with X on that. Uh, he had been saying it for a while, and today I was, you know, looking at some. Um, I was looking at a couple of guys' film, and I went to um, Files because I had never seen Files, and that's as soon as I turned it on, I was like, "Oh, damn! Who is this big dude moving like this?" Kept watching the tape, kept watching the tape, and I'm like, "Yeah, I like him." I see what X was talking about, and yeah, I think I put him in that top three to four. So, like, if we end up with him as opposed to Jalen, I wouldn't trip on that at all. Yeah, right. for those who are disappointed at probably not getting a high King Williams swings because it seems like he may not be trending towards Miami, then you should be happy with a Will Fouts because he's basically the same type of player. Basically the same, and and the one thing he does do is when he. But um, we'll see, man. Everything been going. Um, I don't know how his recruitment thing going. Talk to a couple of people around him. Um, he, you know, he's still trying to figure things out, like what he really want to do. So we'll see how that goes with him. I think Ole Miss is the, is going to be the team to watch. Yeah, see, Frank, man, you look. I said it too. I said, man, <laughs> Ole Miss, man. There's some 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 in me say, man, Lane Kiffin could just tell a kid, come and I'm gonna get you the ball every play. It's not even just that it's Lane Kiffin. I mean, if you look, there's kind of a history with that Miami Christian Dade Christian, you know, pipeline to uh, Ole Miss a little bit. Oh you yeah, know, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Somebody who was what was his name? Who was the kid that was supposed to go to Miami? That's that's over there now. Um, he played re- played receiver at Carroll City too. Um, he ended up going over there, and uh, he's kind of a mentor to Will Fowles. So I could see that kind of being. What's that kid name? Um, he was a four star kid. He we was went and watched him too. Um, what was his name? Mark Britt. Mark Britt. Mark. Mark Britt. Britt. Yeah, Mark. That's him. So yeah. it wouldn't be the first kid, you know, from from that group of you know of coaches. Uh, to to send a kid that way, um, obviously Mark ended up playing DB over at Ole Miss, but still, yeah. you know, I, I I could see that being an option. Um, I think you know Michigan State's you know recruiting him a little bit as well, um, but you know I think if Miami really wanted to push for that for that you know for Will Fowles, I think that they can get in easily with that. 
especially if you don't get a Jalen Brown. Um, another kid that I wish Miami would pull the trigger on uh, is a kid out of Homestead who reminds me so much of T.Y. Hilton, and it's uh, Richard Dandridge. He's, which, yeah. The kid is productive, had over 1,000 yards last year. He doesn't – I like that kid a lot. Yeah, he, he's so smooth in his routes, fast, good hands, plays both sides of the ball, so you know he's tough. Um, every time I've talked to a coach about the kid, he's he's a, he's one of those kids that's a captain type kid on the team, no issues. Um, you know, just a just a kid that it hits every point you want as a recruit, just not the stars. I mean, he's a three star kid. I think part of that's because he started out at St. Brendan, but he's been productive at every school he's been at. He's been productive every year of his high school career on both sides of the ball. Um, I, I could see that kid if he goes to Temple. If he ends up at Temple, Temple is gonna, he will be Temple's number one receiver, in my opinion, as soon as he walks through the door. He's that type of talent. And, and, and it's unfortunate for that kid that he got stuck in such a deep 2023 receiver class. And, and I totally agree with you in regards to 23 versus 24. 24 has, has a higher level of talent at the top, I would say. You know, you got JJ, you got JoJo, and, and you got a lot of kids that are blue-chip caliber kids. But I would say 23 is a deeper class. You got – 15 plus division one receivers in the class just in South Florida, which is something I don't think we've ever seen before. So, you know, he's one of those kids that I could see going to a power five program, maybe not Miami and, and being a guy like a, like a Zay Flowers that stands out where we're like, how did this kid, how did we miss on this kid later down the line? Frank is, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That is he, uh, real good. Number four for Homestead. Um, what did Rich wear? I, I think Jester wore four last year. Uh, Jester was uh was kind of like the little league super. I mean, I think he wore two. Rich wore two. I'm pretty sure at Homestead okay. last year. But uh, Jester's the wide receiver safety kid. He's gonna end up playing safety uh, at the next level. But he was the the guy who came in as an eighth grader that Miami offered really early. Um. That's who Jester is, and kind of had some injuries along the way, but he'll end up being a UCF type kid. So listen, so what you think about David Hicks? Uh, I think Miami's trending late on you know David Hicks, and obviously we're seeing a little bit of momentum. It's gonna be hard to get a read on that, you know, just because I feel like it just we just kind of got in the picture, um, you know, but. He's a five-star kid, and, and it seems like Mario has, has been pushing. And obviously talking about what we've been saying is the focus of this class, which is the trenches, he's going to be, you know, the main focus on the defensive front uh, recruiting-wise. I mean, obviously you want to get a Jaden Wayne and you want to get kids like that, but defensive tackle play is something that we haven't had on an elite level other than guys like a Leonard Taylor, right, which was the kid we weren't expecting to get, right? But if you want to continue to win – and we saw just a year ago what the difference of Miami versus Alabama is in the trenches and what you need to do to, to get to that level of Alabama. And that's recruit four and five star kids on the offense and defensive line. So Hicks Hicks, I could see in the class for sure, especially with the way Mario's recruiting right now and, and the type of, you know, high level kids he's getting that have an influence in this class. Um, but I, I, I can't definitively put a read on, on, my projection on if he's going to end up in the class or not right now. Well, I, I actually spoke to uh, David Hicks and he's, 
he's actually a really solid kid and he got recruited originally under the Manny Diaz uh, era. So I know that, you know, probably puts a lot of frowns on people's faces. Um, That is probably the only reason why he doesn't commit because it, like Frank said, is kind of late in the game. He likes Miami. I, I spoke to him originally at when it was called Paradise Camp. That's when I saw the kid. And I was I was like, wow, this kid is dominant. We need a player. Yeah, like that's him. right. He was the last. He, he yeah. was beating everybody. <laughs> yeah. And then I saw him, talk to him then. So I was able to develop a little relationship with him. And I spoke to him this week when he released his top seven. And he is still very high on, on Miami. And he loved the visit when he came down here in, in June and he, he thought it was, you know, he thought down here was fun and, you know, he, he thought he really connected with the coaching staff, but Texas and Texas A&M, Oklahoma, they are definitely still players uh, for David Hicks, obviously, since he's from Texas, but Cristobal has a way of really kind of connecting with players. And I, I wouldn't count, I wouldn't count Hicks out, especially because Coach Rod Wright and Coach Salavea have been recruiting him before. Um, so Rod Rod Wright was was recruiting him, um, you know, over at Texas. He actually started recruiting a player called uh, Brand, uh, Brandon Brown, uh, a teammate of Hicks, and and just continued to recruit uh, Hicks as a result and Joe Salavea when he was at Oregon was already Hicks as well. So if they can keep pushing on Hicks, then that is definitely a possibility. So but he's not going to make a decision until way later, probably uh, yeah. early signing days when. Yeah. Signing day early in December. Uh, I, I, I feel real good about all uh, Hicks. Um, I kind of feel the way I feel about LT. Like, you know, um, he had shocked us and say, yeah, I'm, I'm going to Miami. Um, I just feel like that. But, yeah, I feel good about him talking to a couple of people around the program. They feel good, too, about David Hicks. Um, something that you need. And, and, like, everybody came up and said, that's the trenches. You know, that's the thing that the staff is implementing. Like, let's get the trenches ready. Um, again, I I said it. They get in the trenches. The big boys ready because of the trans. You know, once we go ahead and, and, and get into the SEC, we gonna need the big boys. The SC, they 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 got big boys, so we can't go over there with you know what we got now. We got to put some big boys, some beef in the middle. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. What up, Cans fam? I feel good about David Hicks. I feel real good about David Hicks. Um, I don't know, like yeah, he didn't say anything about uh, a commitment date. Um, so yeah, I think it'll come around signing day. Um. He actually said he was going to commit at the Under Armour uh, All American Game. Okay, so we'll get him on the second, <laughs> the second yeah. um signing then in February. It's even better, you know what I'm saying? Mario and him have a good year. There you go. Um, a thing yeah, I, you know, I, I keep getting a lot of um, DMs and stuff and ask questions about what's up with Ruben Bain. Um, Ruben Bain never said he was committing in summer. He never said he was committing like that. You know what I'm saying? So. Um, just relax, man. Let the man enjoy his process. He always said it was going to be either signing day or during the season. You know, so um, 
don't get up and you know, don't don't let your hair catch fire because you're waiting for the guy to commit, man. Just relax. He's he, he gonna do what he gotta do. X man, I wouldn't be shocked if uh Jaden, what is it, Jalen Wayne? He he moves inside. He's a big dude. Him nah, nah, I don't hit. think I don't think he moves inside. He'll he'll stick uh-huh. on the outside. I him mean, he, he could get up to he could get up to like two sixty, two seventy, but he still be outside. Outside, he's an, edge guy. he's an edge guy for sure. He'll be outside. Like you see the 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 um the type of offensive line that the SEC needs. You need like a big six foot four, uh, three hundred twenty pound guy in the middle. You know, um, Jalen Wayne's body frame is just not going to get that big. That's why I say the um, the Collins kid, he his body frame could grow into like a six foot set. He's already six seven, two fifty five, so he could add maybe forty to fifty pounds um, once he get on campus to a year or two. So his body, you know, he's he could be like a Caladius Campbell type, two, two six six seven. 305 pounds. What do you think about Bain at outside linebacker? Bain at where? As a hey, tweener. No, nah, you can't you can't bro, you can't be so random, bro. You just pop in here and just go to talking, bro. You gotta relax you know, a little a, bit. A hybrid between kind of like a Jalen Phillips is with uh, Hey just just so we're clear. You want you want a Got to amass 29 sacks in a year to go to linebacker. Hey, listen, real, real fast, man, real fast. Um, we got 300 people in here, right? That's 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 good stuff. We got 300 people in here. Um, and just to, just to let you know, I did uh post on the uh, message boards on Kays County to jump uh for. Uh, yeah, you got you got all that yeah traffic over here, man. Yeah, we need some of that traffic. I mean, so so real fast, man. After we're going to drop the one stop interview for y'all just getting here. Um, we interviewed one stop a couple of weeks ago, um, and it's been in the member section maybe three weeks. So we're going to release that. That's why I say it's one stop experience premiere. We'll, we'll release that after the space, man. If y'all want to get down with IOD squad, investor die. That's our Discord where we talk about NFT stocks. Um, and invest. We actually make trades every day, and you can watch us make trades. If you want to get down with that? That's at the top. You can just click the link, um, and, and sign up for that. I got a question for y'all, man. That Purple Machine team, Rod Mad Coach, right? Had the running back. The star of the team was kind of Bullet, the running back, Davion Goss. Davion Goss, 5'11", 215 pounds right now. Um, but you don't hear much much about Davion Goss. Um, Bullet, Davion Goss. Frank Benjamin, um, X. What, what, what do y'all think Davion end up, man? Y'all think Davion end up? Uh, what, what's going on with Davion? I think if I think if Miami wanted to push for that again, if you can get the Miami Guards Ravens group, you know that group of kids, they'll come together. I mean, you just look at Shaman Madonna, right? It's, that's mm-hmm. a, it's a heavy Miami Gardens Ravens squad. I mean, we just watched JoJo go from the man at Miami Central. And transfer over to Shaman Amadon, right? Unexpected to the common fan. I mean, if you know what's going on behind the scenes, it's something that you know might have been you know something that JoJo wanted to do even last year when he was leaving Pace, right? But they those kids want to play together, and I think right. they've been trying to stay together. Obviously, there's you know a little bit of disbursement like Wayne McCoy at Avant Garde. You got some of the offensive linemen at Miami Central. Um, 
But overall, those kids want to play together. If Miami, I think, pushed on a on a bullet, then I think that they can get him. I think they're probably shooting higher right now. Maybe a Stacy Gage or a Jared Gibson type kid at the moment from IMG. Those would probably be the focus. Honestly, I haven't seen a ton of recruitment for the running back position outside of Cedric Baxter. So that's something to talk about as well. Um, you know, there's also a kid at Benjamin that could be a kid that Miami pushes for, but with Bullet, yeah, I, I, yeah, that kid at Benjamin, I saw him play last year. Um, yeah, thank you, Frank. I mean, what's going, yeah. fellas? How y'all doing? Doing good, doing good. But, but yeah, with Bullet, I I, I could see him more. UCF has been on him really heavy, uh, which uh-huh. I is the underdog to get the kid. I think the dad, you know, went on a visit with Bullet up there. It went really well. You could see, you see Gus Malls on pulling some. Some kids that UCF usually doesn't get. They're going into a Power 5 conference now. So there's a little bit of momentum there. I think George is really high on the kid from what I've spoke to coaches about. So I think he kind of fits the mold of what a Georgia back is, that power back, kind of like what a Zeus was for them last year who just got drafted with the Raiders. Um, you know, Notre Dame is pushing for him a little bit. He is a kid with a you know, better GPA comparable to, you know, he's a three-point-plus GPA kid. Um, so I think he could end up being like an Autry Denson type kid to come out of South Florida, go there, be that, you know, bell cow type kid in an offense that's based around the run game. Um, I haven't heard too much towards Miami. They they just haven't really been recruiting him too heavy. I think it's been more so the receivers and skill position guys. Um, but who knows? I mean, that there's a, we're a year and a half out towards the 2024 class. Um, you know, another 1,800 yards season could really push the, push Miami's hand to have to kind of go after him. I think that you control the home front first and get a bullet. And that would be a, a good segue into getting a JoJo and a JJ and a chance and kids like that. So we'll see. We'll see. I I, I don't see a lot of momentum on it right now, but there's a lot right. of potential for it going forward. Yeah. Correction. I'm sorry. How's that? Put that out there. I, I I didn't hear. Did anybody hear what that? What was, <laughs> I think it broke up. Coach Dirt, what you were saying? Oh no, I was just saying. Um, bullet running for two K this year. Okay. Oh, I, <laughs> See? I wouldn't doubt that either. I, I was just yes. more saying, like, if he if he does if if it if he does a part two to last year, it's it could force Miami's hand. Right. If the kid breaks the Broward County record for rushing, then if Miami doesn't go after him, then there's going to have to be some questions because you're trying to get so many kids that are tied into his recruitment that played with him in Little League. So, and he's a Rod Mack kid. Rod Mack. Purple machine Miami. to the U. Mm-hmm. But the thing is with that, I tell, um, I don't want to give up the gem because I know what it would take, but. All they, but I mean, it's pretty obvious. Everybody know what it is. If you if you recruit, and by I mean recruit, I mean you have to buy into the kid. All they have to do is buy into Cedric Bailey, and everybody will follow. Like the recruitment was shut down for twenty four, and everyone will follow behind him. Street, didn't I tell y'all yeah, that the other day? You did. You just, I say if you recruit right. Cedric Bailey, just, you just got that whole team. Gotta, you can't just offer the kid. You got to buy right. into him. No, oh, he's, he's the Jabori. He's the Jabori of the Take class. Take him as your quarterback for 24. 
Take them your yeah. take them for your quarterback is twenty for twenty four class, and you got that whole team. Right. So we what just happened with JoJo going to seminar, and and that's it's not personal. Um, it's just kids wanting to play with kids, and that's what Frank's talking about. Um, but think about it. Miami Central benefited from the same way last year when all the kids um uh, <laughs> they got all of uh, Hollandale. Not not even Hollandale. That what for um. That beat the Fortnite that hurt. Talk about Lamborghini, the Lambo, oh, oh, purple Lambo. No, no, no. Um, not purple Lambo. Um, come on, X Man, who you boy? Oh, you talking about with um? They uh, played for Central last year, remember? Yeah, I mean um, that was that was with uh with Afonso. Um, yeah, Afonso them, right? Afonso them. G seven, yeah. Yeah, Dylan Reed, all those kids. But, right, 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 right. And since we benefited from a bunch of kids wanting to play, but what was the name of the foreign boys? The foreign, foreign boys, boys. Foreign yeah. boys. Right, right, right. Coach, Coach Street, you could even take it way back. Um, mm-hmm. Central first, French Central first um state title with um Devontae and them. That's the whole limited city one fifty national champion team. Yeah, yeah. It happens. Yeah, it, it, yeah, yeah. So everybody who wins state titles. Every everybody who wins state titles, that be like teams from like little league. Booker T was the overtime one twenties with Trey on and them. Um, Northwestern Wolfpack with Tudor and them, like Tudor new. You feel me? Like Wolfpack. So like, I mean, it happens. Like you know, pur- Purple Machine, Shamanad. Yeah. yeah. To bring it back to Davion Goss, though, um, I haven't really heard anything uh, with him lately either. I think Miami is targeting other players at the moment, like Chauncey Bones. I, uh, that's the kid out of Benjamin. I think they liked what they saw from him at the Legends Camp, and um, other players like like Isaac Brown. I believe they're looking at. And um, and Stacy Gage, and and I love Bullet just like most, but I will say that he's more of a maybe a more of a one-dimensional type of back. Um, he's not he he's this bulldozer that will take on five six guys just like how Thad used to do back in the day. Um, I believe the Hurricanes want uh something some like a player that's a little bit more rounded uh, at the running back position. I mean, that's my, yeah. yeah. Three down, three down back. Yeah. And yes. And um, um, as far as, as far as CJ Bailey's concerned, I'm going to be perfectly honest. Cause I was at Sean, I was at Chaminade today. Frank and I were actually over there just checking out that ridiculous team that's over there. And Cedric Bailey is, has potential to be like a really great quarterback. But when you look at him throw the football, now he's accurate and he throws, he can give you every throw. But mechanically, I don't think he is ready to be a college football type of level quarterback yet. And he's young, obviously he's 2024 and he's got a couple years left. But I think that's the reason why He's not getting as much attention as it seems like he should get at this time. I want to ask something about Bullet. Uh, I talked to Bullet a couple of weeks ago when, he, when I was at. He said he's going to the cookout in, at the end of the July, and uh, 
he likes what Miami's done so far, you know, getting Ray Ray and all of that. And then talking to the coaches, they say that, that getting both is actually a priority for them. You know, they see what they've done with, with the Miami Garden Ravens. They see him as an alpha of the group. You know, if you get if you get bullet, you get the rest of the guys. So that's something that they're really prioritizing. And as for Cedric, I talked to him a, a week ago as well. And Frank Ponce likes him. But he, as you said, ben, Marcus, uh, he wants to see some pointers with his mechanics. That's something he, he mentioned to Cedric, something he can work on. Uh, you know, Cedric's waiting for that offer. He didn't get, he hasn't been invited to the cookout either. So that's something he's waiting on as well. But he's a big fan of Miami. I wrote a piece on him the other day. So, yeah. Miami.rivals.com. Yeah, yeah, I wonder who that is, man. Who, who, who was that just talking That was Michael Hero? Yeah. It's Michael Hero. Mike, Mike, what's your brother's name? Anthony. Michael and Anthony Yarrow, man, those are the young, the young guys behind 305 Sports, man. If y'all recognize his voice from, from those uh, Instagram stories he be telling, man. Um, we interviewed him on Footballville uh, right before they went off to college. Um, they went off to college. Uh, y'all, you in Arizona right now, bro? No, I'm still, I'm still here in Miami till uh, middle of August. You going back to school? Yeah, but the other day, um, me, Streeter, and Twan was talking, and um, and I was telling them like, you know, if you, if you want to get all those players, you 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 recruit and let CJ commit, because even the fact, okay, you got Jaden Rashada this year, you got um, Emerald Williams this year, you don't necessarily need to go after a top quarterback in the twenty four class because you'll get one in the twenty four class, and you're still stretching that with. Um, Jake Garcia, Ja'Cory Brown, Emory Williams, Jaden Rashada. That's four quarterbacks. You take CJ, um, and you know, you know, he, I mean, like you say, he's, he's still a project. He still has to get better. So you take him knowing that he could play and you go, you know, work on him getting better. And then you go hard for a top quarterback in the 25 class. But I, I wouldn't say the project. I, I wouldn't say he's a project. I, I think I think that's going. I'm not like not saying you're wrong, but I personally think that's going a little too far. With the kid's a winner, right? He's he's a dual threat kid. He's the Jacory Harris of the class, and and I mean, we, we saw that when Jacory had a competent offensive coordinator, there was a level of success. So you know, I'm not saying that you know he's going to be the best quarterback in the country, but that you got to give credit to winning and and him being the. Like, everybody wants to talk about Bullet as the alpha of the group. You know, CJ has, CJ has, you know, command on a lot of those kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's, he's like, CJ's the kid that everybody wants to play around, right? Now, yeah. Bullet, Bullet was the big name in that Little League group just because he was the Heisman, you know, amongst the Little League realm and things like that. But CJ's the leader, right? If you want to compare this to that 07 Miami Northwestern group, CJ is Jacory. And I th- I see a lot of similarities to Ja'Cory Harris uh, in regards to his frame, in regards to his his confidence as a leader on on especially a, a, a nationally rated team like Shamanah Madonna that could be comparable to that Northwestern squad. I'm not saying it's there yet. I don't want people from Miami flipping out on me, but you know, <laughs> we could potentially see a run with with Shamanah over the next couple of years, continuing from a state championship of last year. So, you know, CJ's got so much potential. 
Uh, he's filled out his frame. He's, he's about 200 pounds now, six, six, 200 pounds. Um, you know, he, talking to talking to coaching staff and CJ's dad, they're, they're getting him with one of the top quarterback coaches in the country, uh, David Lee, hopefully um, soon. So that, that could be huge in, in, you know, how he improves his mechanics, because if you watch the kid, the ball actually come out of his hands, it's comparable to a lot of people in the class of 2024 nationally. He gets it to the spot. He's able to to give an opportunity to to the Edwin Josephs, the JJs, and the JoJos, and the Speedies to to make plays. Right? I mean, you can have all those great great players, but we've seen JoJo and JJ have crazy stats at Monsignor Pace. So you you got to give CJ a lot of credit to be able to to put up you know solid numbers last year as a sophomore starter for an elite level program. Yeah, despite not having you know perfect mechanics. Um, obviously there's a little bit of a hitch in his throwing motion, but we've seen quarterbacks with unorthodox throwing motions be successful, especially on the college level. I mean, when we're talking the NFL, yeah, you know, mechanics are extremely important, but you know, we've seen quarterbacks with incredible mechanics, you know, the Jimmy Clausens of the world who are, you know, protégés, you know, and, and prodigies that they don't, they don't always make it. Uh, like it, I'd rather take a dog at the end of the day, which is what I think CJ Bailey is before you take a kid from out of state um, uh, because if you're able to get that king of the class type kid, you get so much more with it, right? If you get like people, people understand how big Jeremiah Smith is to South Florida right now. His impact as just a member of South Florida Express, he was, you know, as somebody, as somebody who was involved with DEFCON seven on seven this year, he was the guy I was most afraid of taking my kids. Was was Jeremiah? Smith, right? You know, if he gets yeah. on the phone with the kid, there's an, a certain impact that he's able to 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 make on other kids' opinions and other kids' you know decisions that not a lot of kids have. And and anybody that knows JJ knows he's he's not a kid of a lot of words. He's a quiet kid. He's he is the standard for a hard worker, no nonsense type kid. And um, if you're able to get a JJ and a CJ in, in one class, that could set the tone for the next three to four years at the University of Miami. And you know, I, I don't know Coach Dirt, um, but he's he's 100 on the money. With that, should probably be the pathway for Miami going forward. Oh yeah, no, I agree. I agree with you on um, on everything. The only thing though, like like what I'm just saying, like with CJ, like you have to like buy into them like don't just offer them because you know like some schools are just like some schools don't know what to do just to offer them just to get kids you feel what I'm saying like you have to buy you got to buy into the kid at least let the kid like don't even buy into him say like he's a starter but buy into him as in like let the kid know he has an opportunity like to compete for a starting job like that's all it is, all it is. and that's all we want you feel what I'm saying so, yeah, no, that's what I was saying. Like, y'all yeah. recruit him, and, and if he want to commit, let him commit because yeah, like buying to him and let him know that he has an opportunity to compete. You feel me? Despite the fact that you got a Rashada, despite the fact that you have a Jake Garcia and a Jacari Brown and an Emory Williams, who I think is doing tremendously great at the uh, what's that quarterback camp they got? Talk about the elite eleven. 11? Yeah, the elite eleven. So like, you feel me? Despite all those, like. Just get a kid opportunity. Get a kid opportunity. Buying to him and stuff like that. Man, who knows like what could happen and stuff like that. As much as I don't, as much as I don't like 
want to see Bullet go because I love, like, man, listen, that ain't a running back that I don't, that I love, like, bro, I love Bullet. I talk to Bullet every day on a daily, bro. I, like, you guys, like, I would love to see Bullet in the UCF uh, jersey. But wherever he goes, I'll just be, I will get for him and stuff like that and support him. And um, you feel me? And support him and his family. But with CJ, though, like, just buy into them people, bro. Like, and I and I thought with JoJo coming in, I thought that I thought that they were they were competing for a natty like Shaman. I would compete for the natty like senior year, but with JoJo coming in, man, you might gotta uh, expedite that and make that uh, they competing for the natty this year. Like, have you seen any schedule? Like, they got a tough, tough. That's a tough that, Yeah, that's a gauntlet. Like, yeah, you John's. you get through you get through St. John's, you know. Then then there's a pathway to it for sure. I think yeah. the only thing that's hurting them a little bit is is the national perception that they're a one A Metro team is it, going to hurt them a little bit, you know. And, and no, for no fault of their own, you know. Saint, you know, they didn't play. There's no St. Thomas on their schedule, which is the nationally people see that as a standard in South Florida. Them are like a Miami Central. And, and neither of those teams are – and like I said, no fault to their own, right, that those two teams aren't on their schedule. And I'm saying nobody's ducking or anything. I don't want any words. No, 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 no. You ain't yeah. saying they ducking. But, but, but it just – the schedule the schedule didn't play out to where those two teams were on it. So that's where it could hurt them a little bit. Like if, if a Matter Day or a St. John Bosco run the table, then it's it, – it, there's just – there's just going to be a – a perception nationally that that team it should be higher in the rankings, and it's and it's tough, right? Like if IMG runs the table, people are going to look at it like that. You know, there's just certain names, and Chaminade in South Florida is a standard, right? Especially amongst you know two A, uh, you know, or three A last year, they they've been the standard in the classification, but nationally, it, it, they don't for some reason they don't get the respect that they I think that they deserve. Oh, Definitely because of the Lord's clarification, though. But uh, we're going to move along with um, – I got a few other names. Um, uh, people been asking me what's good with uh, the five-star safety, Jonel Aguro. I think I pronounced that one right. Um, I, I'm leaning towards UGA with him. Um, I know it's a lot of – rumbling going on but i'm just i just you know i talked to somebody from uga man and they think they got that one locked up um they feel real comfortable about um confident about that one so what do you guys think about him uh first off i just want to say that this kid left img to go back to massachusetts or wherever he's from so first that that kind of you know puts a little doubt in my head as in why I understand you want to go back home or whatnot, but you're not going to get, you're not going to play against that you would play if you would stay, stay at IMG. Um, the, the competition that you'll play in practice and every week, cause they play a national schedule is top notch. So if we miss out on a Joanel uh, Aguero, then I'm not too, I'm not too sad about it because, you know, I, I, I'm, I mean, I like the kid, but 
to me, he feels like a kid that will be buried in Miami Hurricanes depth chart at safety. Um, me and Frank were talking about this earlier, and we would probably take a Brian Ballum over over or Joanel Aguero, and he probably won't won't see the field. Um, you know, at least not that much this season. You so, say Brian Ballum over Joanel? Jo, uh, yeah. Well, yeah, I take that too. Uh, I mean, right. the kid, the kid is good. I agree. Um, you're definitely not gonna get the training that you was getting at IMG. Definitely not gonna play against the talent that IMG is playing against. Um, I don't know what that was about, why he left. Um, but it's a name that I've, I've been, I keep getting asked, and um, uh, again, I just think it's trending towards UGA. Um. And like we, I mean, it's not like we need him because our safety room is still loaded, it's deep. Um, and then we'll 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 get a safety this year anyway. So I don't know if we need two. The safety to get the safety to get is Bonsu. That kid, absolutely. You cut on the yeah. tape on that kid, and Jim he Bonsu. is explosive, right? I yeah. think I think Miami's got enough uh, enough you know free safety type prospects, uh, you know, in, in the in the safety room right now. I think you you bring an enforcer in like that kid, he can fill a few different roles, man. You know, and and he is explosive at the point of contact. I, I'm I'm a huge fan of this kid's game. I think he's trending towards Miami, right? You're starting yeah. to see, you know, that he could potentially be the, one of the next dominoes in the class. And I think he's a big get. I think he's a big get. And if you're able to bring a kid in like that, I think you're okay at safety. You know, if you do, if you can get a Joan Elgaro, he's a he's a kid that you know you do take, right? You don't turn that kid away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's a he's a four or five star kid, depending on who you're talking to, you know, which which platform you're talking about, um, you know. So you take him, you take him. I just it, it's going to be a little bit more crowded for for Donnell than it is going to be a Bonsu because Bonsu it brings something to the table right now that I don't think that we necessarily have, um, you know, that enforcer type safety. I think James. Uh, you know, Williams can ha- is very versatile in what he can provide, and I think he excels in the box. In my opinion, you saw that American Heritage in his senior year, but that's James is not the enforcer, right? He's he's not he's not that guy who's going to come down and, and kind of eliminate a running back, you know, on the first drive of the game. Um, I think that this kid has that type of Miami strong safety mindset that I think a lot of fans are going to fall in love with. Um, you know, I I don't know. Like, yeah, I think I think he's a bigger the the Bonsu kid is a bigger Anthony. Um, six I mean, Avante, Avante Williams. Yeah, six two one ninety. Yeah, he's a bigger uh, Avante Williams. Say, he reminds me more of Avante Williams. Yeah, he's a bigger Avante. That was the other. That was the other name I was going to call out. <laughs> you guys um brought it up. Yeah, I think um you um is 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 locked in with that one. Um. Again, I don't I don't know why everybody wants to take two safeties. I mean, we got safeties. We got safeties for years, so I don't know why. But, um, yeah, I mean, if he wants in, he definitely take him. You definitely tell him, come on. You know what I'm saying? But it's not a priority to take him if he's still up in the air where he don't he don't know where he's going to go. So we'll see how that how that um. I think he commits. He commits. Doesn't he commence this month? Right. Uh, Uh, you said Bonsu yeah. or Joe Joe? I mean, they're both on commit this month, right? 
Aguero is the 23rd, and Bonsu is in, I think, August 20th. Yeah, August 20th. He's, he's next oh, month. Oh, okay, okay, okay. One is okay. Yeah. And it's, I, 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 I like to see I, – I would think – I thought Bonsu uh, no, actually no, he moved it up. in July, though. He moved it up. He moved it up a month. He moved it up yeah, a month. Yeah, I think it's in July. Okay. Yeah, he moved it up a month. He moved it up a month. I, I you know, Ohio State was it was somebody at, you know, one point in the, that recruitment that I was really worried about. Um, but I, I could definitely see Bonsu in the class. I I'm, still, I'm still worried about Ohio State when it comes to Bonsu. I think they're 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 still on him pretty heavy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's Ohio State. So, um, I just, I just want, I just want Charlie Strong, and um, who's the who's the DC for um, Miami? Kevin Steele. Kevin Steele. I just need Charlie Strong and Kevin Steele to sit James Williams down and like and tell this kid the truth. Like, like, not knocking his safety ability or anything like that. Like, but just talk reality. You feel me? Like, I, I, I like to speak reality. And the reality is I've never seen a 6'5", legit 6'5", safety. Like, I don't know if y'all seen it, but, like, I know I haven't. Um, yeah, yeah we, not, we, we not going to get into the uh, the James Wood and say, uh, no, 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 no. That's, no, 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 but I was just saying, like, you feel me? I don't know. But, yeah, nah, yeah, nah. We're not going to get into that. Yeah, we had, that we had so many legit. conversations about um, the James Williams going to linebacker thing. We're not going to jump into that anymore. Uh, we, you know, we, we dead at that. Let James be what he want to be because um, he going to play. He going to be a player regardless. So, um, Not for sure. Let me see. What other yeah, – What other names um, out there in the recruiting – um, I feel good about Malik Bryant. Um, the only issue I keep I keep telling people is I don't know if Malik Bryant is a Mike backer. Um, I think he's an outside linebacker turning edge good? rusher. You feel you feel good about Bryant? Yeah, yeah, I feel good about Bryant. That's the kid from Jones. Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel good about Double Bryant. MG, um, right? He was like from Orlando. Now nah, I think kid, Charlie right? Strong. Charlie Strong is definitely like. Um, leading the way with that one, um, and then Coach Mario too. Um, I just feel good about it. Um, from from the way he's talking, and then you know, I know a couple of the family members. Um, they love, they would love for the fact of him to come down here and play at Miami. So, which I think Charlie Strong is doing a good job with that. But again, I don't know exactly what position he's going to play in college because he's not a Mike backer. That's me okay, saying I, that. I don't know if the coach could. Make him a mic backer, but we'll see. Hey, Canva, I had seen that. Um, I seen PK in person. Yo, that man, that boy is a bear. Like, <laughs> that boy big, yo. I feel good about Peyton Kirkland. I was gonna say, yeah, that, yeah I feel good about Peyton Kirkland. Yeah, I, 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 I feel I really good about Peyton Kirkland. I feel great. Yeah, about I, Peyton. I, I, I think, I think, I mean, Peyton's I don't, good. I don't know why. I just, I, 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 I from what the vibes I'm getting, like he's just a troll. I think he's just trolling a lot. I don't know. That's just how I feel. But I, I, I you know everybody asked me, and I said, "Nah, I can't, I can't even give you a good answer because I don't know. I just don't know with that kid." So, nah, I think I think the recent commitments have changed things. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think Mario and Maribel as developers on the O line have, have <sighs> been huge um, with not just Kirkland, but all these all these blue chip offensive linemen, you know, that we've been, you know, 
in talking. Um, I feel better about Kirk Kirkland than I do Bryant. I'm not going to lie to you. Like I, I, I said on the message boards today, I feel I feel better about Stanquan Clark ending up at Miami than I do. You do? Than Malik Bryant? Yeah. Oh, um, I mean, I wouldn't be mad if I if, if Stanquan comes. Um, I think they'll take three linebackers. I think they'll take Malik and Stanquan. No, I, I don't think that Miami does want Bryant. I just don't. I haven't seen the. Personally, the momentum with Bryant, you know, and, and I think him leaving IMG kind of takes us away from that. We haven't really hit Jones for any recruits in a long time. Um, yeah, that's true. It, it's That's not exactly a pipeline for us, you know, and I think maybe if there's a relationship with Kirkland or, or, or something along those lines, that could be a moment, you know, a factor. Well, yeah, I think they what they commit on the same day. Yeah, um, they're committing together, actually. They have a little uh, event. They commit together. Yeah, so, so, uh, so and that's it. And that's a Quick question: Has has, has a Jones kid ever went to Miami? I'm actually um, not 100 sure. I just know as of recent, we haven't hit anything out of there. Like, I know Florida's been really down in recruiting lately. I I would be worried about Florida uh, or, or an Alabama. For yeah, yeah, Florida. Alabama. I'm more so worried about yeah. Alabama than Florida with him. <sighs> but but yeah, man, that's I, I just I haven't seen the momentum so much with the Malik Bryant kid. He's not too much of a social media kid, so I don't know if you know some really factors in him with him. So we'll see. What about a uh, what about the kid? Um, what's that kid from Tech? David Hicks? Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we spoke about we spoke Hicks about. already. We spoke about Hicks. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah I did. Oh, my fault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The kid, the the now the one offensive lineman who um. I'm feeling good about, and I pray that we get him because you need him. And Francis is the Samson kid, um, Okanalu kid. Yeah, the Okanalu. Okanalu. I want him so bad because he'll be the left tackle if he comes in. Um, now you got a left tackle and a right tackle. Your offensive line is solidified right there. So, and I think um, I think, like I said before, I think Kirkland is is coming to Miami. Um, and I think he actually moves to guard. If he yeah, yeah, he moves to guard. He moves to guard. Him, the the, the Frank, the Frank um Poor kid, he moves. He's going to be an inside guy. Um, yeah, you have Trip. Um, he's definitely going to be a center guard. You know, interchangeable. And then you got Francis, who will be the right tackle. And then you could get if you get Samson, he'll be the left tackle. Um, and you still got a chance to get um the Moron Freeney kid, who will be a tackle. So. Okay, so in his you think Kirkland? You guys think Kirkland moves inside? I mean, he'd be a yeah, yeah. He moves inside. He's gonna move inside. Huge. He'd be a huge guard. You don't usually see six six guys on the interior, so that's the only thing. I think they they got to give him a chance. You know, he's he's. I mean, I think he's he's better. I think he's just better on the inside than he would be on the outside in college. Um, Yeah. Remember, um, Donnell, not Donaldson, um. He was uh they moved yeah. up on the inside. Yeah, he was good I, his freshman year. That. I just I don't know what happened after that, but he was good his freshman year. So, mm-hmm. um, and I mean, look, it's a good thing to have that you could he could play on the outside or the inside. I mean, if we need him at tackle, then no tackle. Um, but just you know, just imagine if you put him next to Francis or you put him next to Samson, and he's at he's left guard or right guard. That's a good situation to have. Yeah, I mean, you need versatility, and I mean, you, we've seen Campbell, who also played at Doctor Phillips, 
he's given Miami that that versatility as well. Um, I think he's played a, f- a couple different spots. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I I feel much better about Kirkland, much better about Kirkland. I think there's been some momentum there. I think he's got. Like I spoke, I actually spoke to the kid, and he he told me, you know, relationships are going to be the biggest thing for him. Um, so you know, we'll be dropping an article tomorrow on rivals. You guys take, you know, keep a lookout for that. That will be some, you know, inside information on on his recruitment. Um, you know, going forward. Um, but yeah, it's uh, I'm feeling good about about Kirkland. When I first spoke to Kirkland at the Under Armour camp, like back in I think that was maybe February or something like that. When I he he just raved about the coaching staff then, and this was before all of this recruiting momentum happened. So Kirkland has been really high on Miami ever since then, and that coaching staff really kind of emphasizes family and you know just really connecting with kids, which has grown throughout this recruiting cycle. So I think Kirkland is is definitely going to be a lock for Miami. I mean that that would be good, um, cause I I just I kind of gave up on the kid and figured like yeah he's gonna either go to Michigan State or Florida, um, but if the if the if he's training towards Miami then um I'm all for it um load up load up let's get these big boys and and start playing some football so I just great that we're just even having this conversation I don't remember the last time we we were talking about maybe four to five four four-star and five-star type of guys that could commit to a Miami class uh, in one class. I mean, this is this is a whole new era of, of – Yeah, yeah, we haven't had that. I, I don't even know if we ever had that. I'm trying to look and see if we ever had that. Like, even going back to the to the, two, uh, the 2000s and stuff, I don't think we had, like, four to five um, offensive linemen, four-stars or five-stars. That's yeah, that'll be big. That's major. Um, that's how you win the games. You, you start up front, you get the big boys up front, and um, you win the games like that. So, X, let me ask you a question. Evan Neal, didn't he play a guard his first year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, they moved him to guard. First two years yeah. he moved the guard, and the last two years he moved the tackle. Yeah, he can do it. Yeah, he can. I don't know if he's Evan Neal though, but he, I'm sure he can. I mean, like I say, if if you land Samson, you got Francis, you got tackles. I mean, what what do you want him to sit on the bench or you want to put him on the field? Like, you want to put your best players on the field. No, so put him on play the field. inside, put him on the field. No, that's facts. That's facts. And, and, and things play itself out. Things play itself out depending on, you know, how it happens. And uh, I think the kid, you know, I personally think that any of the kids on the offensive line could they're all big ass kids, right? The Samson kid's the only one that I think is a definitive, definitive tackle, just because he doesn't have the same frame as as those other kids. Yeah. Um, you know, I I would probably I would probably say that any of those kids would probably be willing to jump inside just because of the development that Maripol and Cristobal are are able to provide um, to the offensive lineman. The, the I, I don't. I don't. Hey. I don't know if we did it, but I remember um, Denver moved um, Orlando Franklin big ass. They took him from tackle and moved him inside the guard. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember we did that too. Yeah, um, they did that. They did. I mean, he played both in, um, in, at UM. So, um, but the one, the one, the one. Now, the one question I have for 
offensive linemen. Um, are they are will they um early enroll? Because that's going to be big. If they early enroll, that gives us opportunity to give them a spring and a full summer. Um, because I think we're going to need it most definitely with the when Zion leaves next year. Uh, Scaife leave. Um, we don't know what's going on with John Campbell still. We don't know. Um, if if Jahari Clark, um, if he gonna to decide to leave, um, gonna have some transfers on the office alignment too. So it's like we definitely would need those guys to come in early. Yeah, and I think I think you'll see portal guys potentially be a factor as well. I mean, we're we're gonna to continue to go portaling and and as you see some some bigger names jump in the portal, I think Miami could be in, in the conversation for that, obviously. I have no insight right now on anybody that's in the that's going to be jumping in the portal after the season, but I think you could see like how we did this off season. Go get some trench guy like a Jonathan Dennis and and kids like that. Oh, yeah, I forgot. I forgot all about Jonathan. He's still there too. Uh, uh, X, I'm saying just to add to your question, if we get uh in Samson and 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 uh, both he and um and Francis come in early. Do they start off the bat? Absolutely. I, I think even right now, I think they're better. Well, I ain't gonna say that because those guys being in college, it's hard to say that. But I think they're they will, you know, if they if they come in during spring, they will start because you know they they just naturally better than um, Washington and and, and, and McLaughlin. I think they just better than both of those. I don't think what up, those what about guys. Are we supposed to kick Rivers well, outside? Rivers will be inside. Rivers will be inside. Rivers will stay inside. You have Rivers will stay at, at left guard. Um, so you you basically need. I mean, he can make a tackle too. So um, if they do decide to move him at tackle, that's good. But um, I like him on the inside. Uh, since since we on lineman, is is what's going on with uh, Isaiah Walker, man? Is he is he straight? He all right? Um, still dealing with certain issues. Um, he's in the portal. Um, yeah, he's in the portal. He's in the portal. Just been, oh, still I didn't dealing know with. That. I mean, and, and at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying. I think it's best for him because I didn't. You know, you don't want to have him with with with, with the way this coaching staff coach coach football man I, I don't I definitely didn't think it was good for him because he's you know you can yell at him and he can you know put his head down and start going crazy you know what I'm saying so um uh, best of luck wishes to him man I hope he lands on his feet man and get all the help he needs uh just you know would have loved to see him on the offensive line because he could play football but he just need to you know focus on getting himself together before he gets back out there yeah, I was excited about him, but I'm with you. As long as he get his self together, man, fuck football. You know what I mean? So I hope he land on his feet as well. Yeah, yeah. So let's not really? Seymour either. Uh Seymour, I, I think is potentially gonna be the starting uh starting center. Starting center next year. Yeah, yeah. Seymour. Um see I mean Seymour will battle um Rodriguez. Um that'd be a good battle. Um I think Seymour will win though, because Seymour just Better officer line, line in the, um, big baby got that punch, boy. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. Big baby, big, big baby, putting them hands on you, man. You yeah, ain't big, going baby, big baby's got to get get his conditioning right. He's got yeah. He's got a he's got a lock in, man. And and I hope uh, you know the new staff is able to to get him right. Um, but if we're ever gonna see him be, you know, live up to his potential, he's got to he's got to get you know he's got to get back in shape. He's got to be the big baby we saw at Central. Hey, hey, fellas, Jazz, what's going on? Um, I just wanted to add something on uh, Peyton Kirkland you guys were talking about, and then uh, follow up with an offensive line question since you guys are on that topic. Um, I talked to Peyton Kirkland a couple of days ago, and I could I can definitely tell you that um he doesn't want to play guard at at the next level. Um, even though I think we can all agree he fits better at this offensive line in a guard position, he wants to be a tackle wherever he's recruited. Um, and he, he definitely feels the outside noise and pressure from the fan bases. Um, you know, he loves the Miami staff, but I, I can definitely tell you he wants to play tackle. Mm, that's going to be interesting right there. Then. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, he, he, he can definitely see, you know, he, he's, he, I mean, like you mentioned X, he does like to troll, you know, it's, it's, you know, he's a kid at the end of the day, he's trying to enjoy the process, but at the same time, you know, as good as he is as trolling, he also is aware of the media. And he sees from all the fan bases, not only the, you know, the positivity, but the negativity. Um, and he's one of those kids that it, it could possibly get to him. And also, you know, he's also seen the love that Miami fan base has shown for other top targets, specifically at the tackle position. Um, and he's very aware of that. Um, I don't know if you guys, you know, have been paying attention to Francis, Francis Mayoga's uh, recent tweets, but you know he he added at Pay Kirkland, you know, uh, come play next to, um, and, and I don't know if people you know kind of read into it or not, but Peyton Kirkland, you know, kind of followed up with, hey, I'll be your your other tackle, um, not next to you, um, so so I thought that was you know something very specific to look out for as far as Peyton Kirkland, and then uh, the follow up question I had for you guys since we're talking about offensive line. This is something I, I kind of brought up the other day with a few people. Um, obviously, Zion Nelson is one of your tackles this year coming up. Um, but as far as that other side of the tackle, um, you don't know if someone like John Campbell's 100% yet. You know, you, you have someone like a DJ Scaife. But then your, your backups are essentially, you know, a Michael McLaughlin, a Chris Washington, who you haven't really seen much of. Um, it, would you guys be open to maybe possibly, you know, moving – someone else like a Jalen Rivers to the outside if an injury was to happen or something wasn't, you know, working properly on that other side or even, you know, something even more crazier, you know, moving like a Don Monmorelli to, to that other tackle for running situations since it, it seems like we're, we're pretty built on the ta- uh, tight end position. I mean, Jalen Rivers has to get healthy. I think that's, that's the big thing. You know, coming back from the knee injury is going to be important. Um, I know this spring he was working at both guard spots, um, you know, so it's learning learning both tackle spots or either one of the tackle spots on top of learning the left and right guard spots would be kind of tough. But, I mean, if there was an injury, I'm sure that's what they would do. Um, you know, just a power five talent, you know, one of those chip kids that we were able to bring in, you know, you, you kind of have to put talent where talent's going to play. Um, and obviously the most important, important position on the offensive line is, you know, that, that blindside position, um, you know. Yeah I, could, yeah, I could see, I could see something like that happening because, um, we, you know, they bought in, um, Jonathan, they bought in Logan 
the other um, um, guard um, from Oregon, um, and you still have um, the guy in the home transfer from UCLA. Um, he's still here. I mean, not UCLA. You, you and it, you and them. Yeah, you got oh, Justin oh, and Justice, oh, Justin, oh, Justin oh, Yeah, him. Um, so you got people on the inside where you can say, "Hey, um, Jalen Rivers, we need you to go back to your natural position, play tackle." Um, but yeah, like Frank said, he does have to be healthy. Um, I think they said he'll be ready to go. Um, but he does just have to be healthy. So, um, yeah, may, maybe that is something to start looking into. Um. Um, will he go back to tackle uh, right side? Uh, I don't know. I thought Jonathan, not uh, Campbell. I thought Campbell would have been ready um, for spring at least. Uh, I don't know what happened. Um, you know, we'll see how how things go with him for the fall. But we'll you know we'll see, man. Um, they getting the pieces to do what they got to do. So. I think Campbell has been kind of a. A disappointment uh, from when he was recruited out of Dr. Phillips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, 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 he's Orlando, and that's the same school that Peyton Kirkland is from as well. Um, I hope it doesn't turn out the same way because if we're, I think we're on, on a third year with with uh with Campbell or or maybe fourth since it was a COVID year. Yeah, no. Okay, so Campbell came in. He, he came in with Zion Nelson. Um, yeah, he's a fifth year guy. Yeah, he came. No, okay, so he came in before Zion. He came in before Zion because they remember they both started uh, when we went to go play Florida as freshmen. Yeah, yeah, and I think I, I think he may end up in the transfer portal. To be honest, I mean that that that's kind of a wild guess for 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 me. But I mean, that's if he have any eligibility left. I think this is like this. He on his last leg right now. Right, if he has any eligibility left, yeah. yeah, I I just don't think he is going to to crack that lineup. I I think I think other players are going to you know supersede him, and I think he is is going to be one of those odd men out on the O line. Yeah, yeah, he'll be um, probably third. You know, what I'm saying third, the third or fourth tackle um, to get in the game if need be. Um, yeah, he'd definitely be the hard man out. Uh, I, I mean, you just got to be healthy. Um, can't you can't not be healthy and um, expect to get in there and just be the man. So, he, did he use a he used a red shirt one of his injury years injury years though, right? Well, when he got here, he was a when he got here, he red shirted his first year. Oh, so, um, okay. His second bad. year, yeah. he was a red shirt freshman. Nice. Uh, he's, he's a fifth year junior. He's a fifth year junior. Yeah, the, that's what I thought. Because of the COVID, COVID and COVID. yeah, that's what I thought. Okay. So, so he has one more year left, then, right? Oh, well, uh, yeah. Since he's yeah. a retro. Yes. So yeah, so he potentially could could be in the transfer portal if he doesn't crack that line. Yeah, I, I mean, I just don't think he'll crack it, um, because skateboarding was good there, um, during the spring, but. Yeah, um, we'll see. We'll see, man. I don't know. I think he just, if he get healthy, he had a chance to crack that lineup because we've seen the skate show for a while, and I just don't think there's nobody in front of him that he can't beat if he can live up to his potential. I mean, you know, um, Coach Marvin really likes skates a lot. Um, 
at the right tackle position. So I think I think that's just what what's going what is going to be this year. Um, with Zion being the alpha on the left tackle side, now you could really say, okay, well, even if Skate need help, we could we could put the uh, tight ends over there now. You don't have to worry about the left side anymore at all. What happened to um, Walker? Isaiah Walker, he, he had the transfer portal. Damn. Hey, I, I got a question. Did y'all talk about Olaf yet? Who? Olaf. Nah, that's the one name I, I, was, I was getting ready to bring up. That's the... um. Yeah, it's the the, the UK offense. Yeah, the UK offensive lineman. Um... I think it's you know it's a bat it's a Bama versus UM battle. Um, I think when it all falls down, he has to look into um the situation where it's a lot easier for his parents to come visit. In Miami, it's a lot easier than going to Alabama for the for the parents. So I think you know um if that's if it boils down to that, then I think he'll be a hurricane. And also, we've had success with with offensive linemen outside the country before i mean yeah you know key key name brett romberg you know canadian um yeah yeah so, yeah yeah yeah. you know you we've had success with 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 guys like that in the past um and obviously you know with the recruiting momentum and and you get a guy like you know francis you know who who is this american samoa type kid you know so you know but a lot of you know diversity you know in this recruiting class could be a, a factor in his recruitment as well He's also I mean, a former. He's also a former teammate. Teammate, I believe, with uh, Jackson Carver, who's in the recruiting class already too. Oh, for real? Oh, wow! I, um, I believe. I believe so. Um, and, and I mean, obviously, this doesn't really play too much. I would say in Olaf's uh, recruiting, you know, with others, it may. But I mean, I think Miami has shown already. You know, with John Ruiz, we were you know in the landscape of NIL right now, where we have the ability to offer NIL deals to people outside the country, unlike you know many other schools around the country and we're, we've shown we can do it. So I think that's also, you know, something in the back pocket as well. If, you know, Alabama was to get heavy involved and, you know, throw, you know, certain things that a kid like him with this new recruiting process, you never know. Um, I think that's another leg up with um that Miami has too. Uh, I didn't, I didn't know he was a um, teammate with Jackson Carver and Jackson Carver is actually the, the one tight end I keep, you know, I keep mentioning that um he'll get here and beef up and then turn into a tackle. I, I just feel like that's what he's gonna be. Um I think that's gonna be the case with uh with Reed McKeska for sure. Yeah. He's gonna be either a, a block uh, just solely a blocking tight end or in like special situations like an H back or around the goal line, or he's gonna move to tackle. I mean that's what I hear from my guys over in uh over in Texas rivals. Okay, well, I mean, um, either one, I mean, one of them gonna have to move the tackle. That's just what it is, cause you women not gonna stop recruiting tight ends. They gonna keep recruiting tight ends, and you just gonna have to get in where you fit in if you're not playing on the field. So, um, you say you say the read kid. I, I I mean, we'll we'll see. Um, they both big boys. Um, you know, if they move to the tackle, they both athletic enough to move. So uh, either way is good. Yeah, in my opinion, that I that's what I think is going to happen with Reed McKeska and then Jackson Carver. I think he's going to serve like as a Will Mallory type, and then with Riley Williams, he's going to serve as the Brevin Jordan type. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Riley, Riley is all tight end. He's he's gonna he's good. He's damn good. I'm happy we had got him anyway. Uh, um, let me see. Do I got another name on the recruiting thing that we was? You did you guys get any feed or any any um any info with with the raw Agoro, the linebacker kid out of Georgia? <clears throat> He's originally from down here, from Miami. Parents from down here. Um, I, at, at early on, it was a lot of heavy um, Miami talk, but I haven't heard anything as of lately. Um, I don't think he came to visit either. Um, you guys got anything with that kid? Which kid are you talking about? The um, <clears throat> Raul Agurio Agurie. The um the linebacker from Georgia from um what part of Georgia he from he's from I don't know where in Georgia I I just know he's from South Florida he's from well he's from South Florida he lives up in what's that the, he oh. lives up in Georgia somewhere what Fayetteville yeah something like yeah. that something I think something like that he's up there so um. There was another linebacker we was heavily on. I just haven't heard any news um, coming from that camp in a, in a, in a minute. So, Yeah, I, I, yeah, haven't, I haven't heard anything either, to be honest. Raul Aguirre, um, I know Georgia's heavily, heavily, um, you know, in the mix. I think Miami is kind of the only other team from, from last I heard. I know that, you know, they're really kind of concentrating on Malik Bryant right now. And once I think once that domino falls, and they'll start looking at other guys. Okay. Do you guys, speaking on the linebackers, do you guys, you know, someone, you know, maybe possibly looking on the outside in, or do you guys recommend grabbing them in this class? Is, um, you know, the Washington teammate over at Killing, Stephon Clark? Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. Actually, oh, I actually made a forecast for, for Stan Quinn to Miami. I, you know, I, I there's going to be some news coming out soon, uh, you know, probably as soon as this weekend that is going to be, I, you know, I, that is going to kind of stay towards Miami. I mean, I think it, fans are going to be happy about it. <laughs> Frank, I already know what you're talking about, man. <laughs> so, so, you know, I, I'm not going to touch on that. I'm not going to answer any questions about that. You know, I'm going to let just kind of the news happen. Um, you know, but, you know, speaking to the kid, Mario Cristobal has personally been reaching out. Um, after the uh, Palm Beach uh, scrimmages in the spring where he had 18 tackles and a, and a touchdown, like a forced fumble, fumble recovery for a touchdown. Um, you know, there were some Miami coaches there. I think he, he kind of put himself back on that radar um, with that performance. Um, and you've kind of seen the communication elevate since then. Um, I, I think he'd be a perfect fit just because of his relationship with the Washington Twins. Uh, yeah. You know, they're all, you know, they're all Derek Gibson kids. So yeah, 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 you know, yeah. their, their relationship together um, and him being, you know, one of those kids who's, who's going to be a four-year uh, standout in the South Florida area. The kid fits the the physical, you know, prototype for the for the position. Uh, you know, he's he's a throwback type linebacker with his ability to come up and play the run. You know, tackle to tackle box in, in the tackle box. Um, but he has also had some ability to. He's shown the ability to play in coverage as a free safety for the Miami Immortals team. The kid is an absolute freak. Um, yeah, now he's an athlete. Really He's an athlete. Like natural athlete. Yeah, and you know, productions there. I think he had 125 tackles last year. You know, his first team all county. I'm sure he was first team all state with that production. Um in in, in uh in five A. So 
a kid, I think he fits the mold perfectly. Like I, I've been telling everybody, everybody's been talking about Malik Bryant. I think everybody needs to start talking about uh, Stanquan Clark because he's he's more of your traditional linebacker than Malik Bryant. And, I, you know, you're starting to see some momentum towards my, potentially ending up in the class. I think NC State's another team to watch in that recruitment um, just because they've been recruiting him pretty heavy. Um, but, you know, I, I think he ends up with Miami. Yeah, yeah. Saquon Clark is um, – he's basically what we all wanted Avery Huff to be. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's what we thought Avery Huff would be at UM because Avery Huff is – you know, he came to UM very athletic. Safety and linebacker, but he just hasn't done it in college. But Saquon Clark is that. He's that right now, man. He's fast, athletic. He can hit you. Um, he can cover. That's that's always been something you know we've been stressing as far as with linebackers covering um, guys out in the backfield or covering tight ends or even covering slots. We've had problems with that for years. Uh, but we're finally starting to catch up with we're getting speedy linebackers like Wesley Bissett. You know, um, you get a Bobby Washington and you get a Saquon Clark. Now you got linebackers who can run and complete in the box. Yeah, I think Stan Quan Clark should definitely be a high priority for the Hurricanes because, like Frank said, he he's related to the to the Washington Twins. Uh, he's actually uh, cousins of them, so. Um, you already have that connection there, and he's he's great in coverage. He and he makes plays like he's a playmaker, as in he causes turnovers. Like he'll force a fumble, he'll make a big hit, he'll he'll cause a deflection uh, in the pass game. Um, overall, I think he's actually a better linebacker than Bobby Washington, and that's why <laughs> I feel like more so he should. When I, and I say that because I watched him in, in the spring when they played the spring game, and and I just thought Stan Quan Clark was just more of a polished linebacker. He was just it, – it's, it's, uh, he was never out of place. I think at times um, Bob, Bobby is, is a great linebacker as well, and physically he's, he's absolutely, you know, the part. But Stan Quan, I think, is – is the overall package, and I think I think besides Javon Brown here in South Florida, to, to me he's he's the best, if not the the best linebacker coming out of South Florida. And when you have the connection with with his cousins already committed to Miami, he needs to be high priority. And we all know how desperate we need linebackers for the Miami Hurricanes. Uh, he he definitely needs to be uh, a priority. I spoke to him. When I was when I was in Vegas for the OT seven 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 and just kind of watched him in coverage and he's he he gets everywhere he's very rangy and once he commits to pursuing you uh it, you know it, it, it he he's in the open field and he uses his angles well to pursue the football I mean he he's a pro, prototype linebacker that the Hurricanes should get. Hey guys. Hey X. What's up? What's up? Wanted to do a quick update on Raul Geet. Uh, uh, I'd say Aguide, but uh, Aguirre that you guys were talking about. He just posted within the last hour that uh, asking for somebody to do his video edit. So looks like he's about to pop pretty soon. And his most recent post on a university was throwing up the U, 
his dad played for Coach Mirabalvis. His aunt teaches there, so uh, I think Coach Strong might have made some moves. That would be good if you get him because he's a big guy that can run and hit. Um, I think it okay if you get him, then I, I pretty much I mean could just say yeah, Malik Bryant is going to to Bama if you get Raul because that Raul is a mic backer. Um, and then if you get you got Bobby already, then if you get Stakeon Clark. You got two outside linebackers who could run, uh, who could be um, linebackers in the in the new defense that Kevin Stills is is implementing. So I'm I'm perfectly hey. fine with that. So we'll see how things go with that one. Hey X, I have a question, and and even to Frank too as well. What uh, nobody's mentioned Harbor. What's the news there? Nicholas Harbor. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, he wants to run track at, right now, so um, it's on him if he. Um, if he wants to play football, I think UM is the landing spot. But as of now, I think he just want to run track. So we'll see. I mean, he has what? What I think what six six months to um to make his mind up if he wants to, he wants to play football. He plays the end in high school, but man, that guy would be a good Sam with the speed that he has, being able to cover tight ends because he also plays some receiver. For yeah, yeah. I mean, he plays almost every position <laughs> for the team. Um, he's boy, he's he, runs, he runs he's a, a ten. Freak athlete. He runs a ten too. So, I mean, he's a freak. I just, I mean, listen, he he could probably do whatever the hell he wants to do. But I've never seen a six six Sam linebacker. It's just something that it at, the, at on the second second level. Many guys that I, like Trayman Trayman Edmonds, who played at Virginia Tech, was a six five linebacker, and that was an anomaly, right? Um, yeah. I, I, I think you bring Nicholas Harbour in with the ability to, to have an elite athlete on the edge, <laughs> you know, and, and obviously Miami's not in a terrible place. We were in his top seven, uh, you know, towards the end of May. So you got a chance, right? You got a chance, but it's going to it's gonna come down to the wire for that kid. If you want to get a kid like that, just because he is, you know, I you could argue that he could be the number one kid in the class with his athletic profile. You don't yeah. see six six two hundred twenty pounds, you know, running ten two times. Like Jalen Brown runs like a ten four. So you know, yeah. when, when you got a kid who who's a freak like that, you got to do whatever you can. You pull out all the stops, and they got to continue the recruiting momentum. I I haven't seen a, a commitment date in place for Harbor. So yeah, no, I don't think he's I don't think he have one because even even that he he still was talking about track, track, track. So I'm like, okay. Yeah. Um, but if, if he wants to run track in Miami, I'm sure that they're not gonna tell him no. You know, of course not, no, of course yeah, not. No, no, I think no. I think I don't think is I don't think I think he wants to run track professionally, is what he was saying. He could. I know he was talking about running a you know, a not running sub ten, you know, by the end of his senior year. Yeah, he's he was a seventeen year old kid. So, uh, you know, you can talk all you want. His, the money he's going to make as a, as a defensive end in the NFL is going to supersede what he's going to make in track. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, you know, Anthony Schwartz talked about, you know, running professionally in track, but he's playing in the NFL for the Cleveland Browns right now. So. Yeah, yeah. You know, I would, at, yeah. yeah. At the end of the day, Nicholas Harbour's the number one edge rusher in the country. Um, so, you know, I, I think Miami's in a decent place right now. I believe he was supposed to take. Uh, you know, an official to Miami. Yeah, yeah, know. he was supposed to come, but then he had a trade. He had a track meet. Yeah, before. so you know, you got to look at that. Like, 
they got to they got to get him down here. They got to win, and you got to continue the recruiting momentum. Um, well, but, I'm hearing, I'm hearing, um, and obviously, you know, obviously, it's, it's, it's only right. I'm hearing that he might come down for the um, the Florida State game, which is in November. Um, that's supposed to be a huge recruiting weekend. So I'm hearing if he does come, you know, that you know, I guess we could really lock him up then if he comes that weekend. <laughs> Cause you know that just just that atmosphere alone um, is going to be crazy. Cause it's a it's a rival, obviously, and then I don't think um, I think I think we're gonna blow them out. So, but it's a rivalry game, so you know the atmosphere going to be crazy, especially if we having a good season. So, um, to get him down here for a visit that weekend is big. Um, and I don't know the rest of the names who will be here, but I'm pretty sure I'll get them soon. That's just going to be a big recruiting weekend. So. Yeah, and obviously you having a Hall of Fame guy like Jason Taylor, I mean, you've seen some recruits already talk about it. Yeah. yeah. Of, of having Hall of Fame guys in the building, you know, that are able to, to help develop those kids as pass rushers is going to be is going to be vital. I mean, no offense to Todd Stroud. I think, you know, he was a great coach. But, you know, when you have guys, you know, with the name like Jason Taylor with the gold jacket, it's going to change the perception of the way to the NFL for, for, for kids like a Nicholas Harbor. Um, so, you know, I, I think he's one of those kids that you try, you have to try to get in the class. That, that moves the, need, the needle more than anybody knows. I don't know how, how much everybody knows about that kid, but if you go watch that kid run <laughs> – Man, he's fast. When I when I when I fast, seen him fast. run, I was like, God, I, I I'm thinking it was um, what's the receiver? Uh, Metcalf. I'm like, is that Metcalf running? They like, nah, that's a high school kid, Nicholas Harbor. What? Bro, he won the state champion. He's one of the fastest kids in the country in in the 100 and the 200. I mean, he he's a freak. You know, 10 yeah, two he's... 10 two is nothing like. When we talk about, like, the DeMar Dorseys of the world, you know, Denard Robinson when he was running track, like, that's like Walter Dix almost type times. Like, that, you know, yeah. and that's, that's South Florida, you know, legend right there. But, you know, that that's the type of speed that we're talking about. And, and if you're trying to get to the level of the elites in college football, freaks like that. And, and Yeah, I tell you what, if Miami is able to, to land a Nicholas Harbor, then Miami can get any recruit in the country. Because he is a freak athlete. I mean, he's 6'5", 235, and we already talked about how fast he is. I mean, if you can bring in a player like that, usually a player like that goes to Ohio State, Alabama. Yeah. Or, or stays in his hometown um, type of player, like uh, like uh, like Clowney did uh, yeah. years back. He, he's that type of player. And if you get yeah. a type of player like that, then – there's no recruit that's off the board for Miami. Yeah, man, that that guy, um, seventeen tackles at defensive end. I mean, seventeen sacks as a defensive end. Um, I mean, it just don't get no better than that when you that when you have that size, that physical physical size, and you running like that, man. Um, yeah, if you um if you um would lock him up, man. Um, I think uh Mario basically gonna walk into East recruit house and be like, hey, man, um. <laughs> You want to get in or, you know, what's up? Because we, we rolling. Yeah, I was going to say, man, I, at the end of the day, you got to give credit to the staff, right? Like we're talking about, you know, Harbor, right? And then Collins, 
possibly committing this weekend, even if you don't land someone like him. You got to look at all the options that he like willingly has on the table now, and you have to feel good in a comfortable spot to where like you you don't feel anxious to where you have to you know get a commit right away. You know, you land a five star like Jaden Wayne. You know, X you mentioned earlier about Ruben Bang. We we feel pretty good to where he can kind of let his recruitment play out. You know, another guy that you guys mentioned and uh, Samuel and Pape, and then of course. Uh, you mentioned the Florida State game this year, X, and you got guys like James Smith and um, Jaquavius uh, Russo as well, two guys that, you know, frequently popped up on the defensive line board as well. And then you mentioned David Hicks. Like, you got a lot of options on the table um, for Miami, and it's like they're in a good place at every position. Those two guys you just mentioned, um, they 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 in the state of Alabama. Uh, I, I mean, I just don't see us – taking those guys from, from Alabama. Um, but I mean, they want to come down for that weekend. Um, that's, uh, you know, we could make a real, um, you know, impression with, with those guys if they come. Um, yeah, I just, I mean, I don't know, uh, how that's going to pan out with those two guys. They come, you know what I'm saying? So we'll see how that goes though. But yeah, that Nicholas Harvard kid, man. Um, I want him. I want him. I want David Hicks. Um, I want the Samsung kid. Those are the three kids who I really wanted the most in this class. And well, I, Ruben Bain, Ruben Bain too. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ruben Bain. I mean, I mean, I, 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 Ruben Bain is locked in with us. I don't. Um, I, I don't think so. I, I don't think. I don't. I don't think we can say that right now. I think. I think he is enjoying the process. Yeah, yeah. But, but I, but I do think that Alabama. Um, Oklahoma schools like that were able to show him some things on visits that you know made it made it a a discussion, right? I mean, when Alabama comes out and shows Jonathan Allen film for you know for thirty minutes and tells him this can be you, right? We have nobody stepping into those defensive end spots. You know, like Dallas Turner plays outside linebacker. Like everybody wants to talk about Ruben's not maybe not start right away at Bama. He plays outside linebacker. It's a totally different position on that Alabama defense. Yeah. Um, the, 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 the threat of Alabama is because they have the ability to, to have an outside linebacker pass rusher and a defensive end, right? Everybody else in the class, I mean, everybody else in the country, they, use, they will use him as an edge guy, right? But the versatility that he would be able to provide at Alabama might set him up for success with the NFL. That's what they're able to sell to him right now. And um, yeah. it's going to be a battle. It's going to be a battle. Like, everybody wants to talk about because his brother's there and things like that. But you got to remember, his brother's a GA. He's not really a decision-maker right now. Sab is there, but Sab's a linebacker analyst right now. And, you know, those guys are are big South Florida influences. But at the end of the day, you know, Ruben's got to make a decision for him and not so much everybody else. So I could 100% see – Alabama, you know, coming down to the wire with Miami um, just because of what they're trying to sell, you know, position versatility-wise to them. Hey, fellas, I got I got, I got, uh, to head out, but uh, I just want to say thank you all for letting me have uh, be on. You guys got 300-plus people on here. A name you all haven't talked about that I would love you all to put on because I'm sure all of us would like to know, you know, where you all feel like we stand with this guy, and that's a five-star Cormani McClain. Yeah, money, money, McLean. Um, <laughs> I mean, 
um, before the when when he came down here the first time in January, um, once I found out the relationship that DVD had with him and his mom, I felt real good about it. Um, and then over the past months, you know, things started looking towards Florida, Bama way. Um, but he come down for another visit. And you, you start hearing him talk how they talking about DVD all over again. I'm like, hey man, I I kind of feel good that DVD could kind of close the deal for us. So um, I'm up in the air, man. I'm I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna do what Jermaine do, man, and go 50 50. Um, I think it's a Bama UM battle. So we'll see how it goes. So yeah, I think mine. I think Miami's still in a good spot with Cormani McLean. Um, I, I spoke to him um, in Vegas as well, and and I kind of talked to him about the narrative about Florida and, well, basically him going to Lakeland and how Lakeland is kind of known for kind of funneling guys over to Florida. And he wanted to basically rid of that of that narrative. He, he didn't want that to to kind of be why he went went to Lakeland and and I think the fact that his family originally is from South Florida and you know his relationship with DVD and like that positive tweet that we saw from from his mom after the visit I think there's still a real chance but the one negative I would say about the whole process is that took took his official visit like pretty early you know like in this process for him took like that's his first official visit was to Miami. It sounds like a good thing, but at the end, when you're trying to close on a kid, that's probably not going to make a decision in, in like, you know, maybe December. Um, that's when other schools can kind of jump in, you know, his, his uh, decision-making process. So that, that's what I kind of fear with Miami. I think they're still like in the race, but you know, Alabama, I think Florida may have an outside chance, uh, but I think it's pretty much a three horse race right now. Yeah, I'm. I'm going to be honest. I, I think like everybody's talking about Florida because of the Lakeland connection. I think I don't necessarily think that they're in it. I personally think that a team that nobody's really talking about, that he put in his top schools that wasn't really recruiting him and has you know a number of kids from South Florida Express is Ohio State. That's the one team that scares me. They come in late in the process. And they start really recruiting him, you know, with the with the kids that they've been putting in the NFL, you know, with you know the relationships he has with committed to the program in the 2023 class, you know, there's several of them that that are going, you know, going to Ohio State. You know, there's a little bit of a pipeline in this class, South Florida Express, that you know could totally influence that recruitment. And I I think Miami is in a really good place just because his mom, you know, has built a relationship, like you guys said. You know, he's been down here several times. He's kind of become acclimated to the South Florida culture, you know, and the kids down here as well. Um, but, you know, Ohio State is the, is the dark horse for me that I think could really flip this flip this uh, recruitment upside down if they wanted to put their foot to the pedal, um, get a later OV, kind of like Marcus said, and sell that kid on a, on a possibility of being a, you know, big-time corner, the next in line at Ohio State. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Ohio State can do that, and they're trying to do it. Um, 
you know, uh, but I still feel like, man, UM and Bama are probably, you know, 1A, 1B right now. Um, and I think, you know, DVD and them could pull it off, man. Once the season starts, man, um, you know, a lot of those kids will start coming to games just to come to games. They don't have to take official business anymore. They could just come to the game. Um, so, um, that's, yeah, that's a recruitment that my eyes on. I mean, the whole world eyes on that one because everybody just automatically thought it was going to be a Florida thing because he from, you know, he, he go, he transferred to Lakeman and they felt like Lakeman was just going to get all the kids to Florida, but it's not that situation. So, yeah. <clears throat> any other more questions from um, any other speakers? Nothing from anybody. Okay. Um. Ah, Frank. Let me ask you this, because I know you, 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 you and Marcus, man, y'all seen um, um, Andy Jean from ninth grade to where he's at now. Um, how you guys feel about that? Do you feel that he has an opportunity, or you has an opportunity to land him um back again, or you think he's just going elsewhere? He could. He could. I, I think Kova over at Louisville is pushing for him really hard. Um, you know, especially with them missing on Ray Ray, they're gonna put you know full full print, full court press on him. Uh, Texas A and M is is definitely a team to watch in that recruitment. Yeah, yeah, yeah Texas A and M. I heard some good things with them. Yeah, Coley Coley's doing a really good job of, of recruiting him. Uh, you know, Coach Bea Brian Gross Brian Gross Armientos, who actually used to be at Georgia. And is a Coley kind of understudy who played at American Heritage. He's another South Florida guy that's that's kind of recruiting him. Um, I think you know Miami's always got a chance with a kid from North, Miami Northwestern, right? And and it's going to come down to the wire probably with that kid. He could be a kid that flips, you know, at any point. I mean, we've already seen him flip one time for Miami. Um, yeah, Georgia's another team that could really jump in. Obviously, we lost our receivers coach. Yeah, Georgia. man. Uh- Ryan Williams, man, he's going hard for that guy, man. I, we got to get Ryan Williams out of out of Georgia, man. We got to bring him on. <laughs> Ryan, yeah, Ryan, Ryan does an excellent job of recruiting. Uh, Juwan Taylor, obviously, another South Florida guy from Hollandale, played linebacker and played, uh, you know, linebacker at Georgia. Um, you know, is another guy who does an excellent job of recruiting uh, South Florida. So, you know, they're pushing for him. I think there's a lot of a lot of hands in the pot right now. Um, you know, I don't think that there's necessarily a leader you could probably lean towards Texas A&M. Um, you know, talking about before, like, our top five receivers uh, in this class from South Florida, he's easily a top five guy for me. Um, I, you know, if you go back and look at my ranks, I had him as the fourth guy behind uh, Brandon, Ray Ray, and Jalen. Um, and, and that's – and he might even be a top three guy if he doesn't get hurt last year. So – I, I hope he ends up in the class. I think if you, you know, round out the class with Andy Jean, Robbie Washington, and Ray Ray, it gives you three different dynamics. Um, you know, Andy Jean's more of that possession receiver with some vertical ability, but you're, you know, you're a crisp route runner. You're a guy who can kill that intermediate passing game. Um, and Robbie's that deadly vertical threat, while Ray Ray's that, you know, you can use him as in so many different roles as a dink and dunk guy in the screen game. You know, he can hit you vertical as well. So I'm having Andy Gene in this class. Um, I think, you know, you've seen Gaddis, you know, kind of kind of been recruiting him a little bit. He's, he has been back at Miami, I believe. Um, 
You know, I just don't know if um, we have as much of a stranglehold on Northwestern as we did before, you know. So we'll see. We'll see. I mean, I like I like Andy Gene a lot. I mean, like you said, I've been watching him for years at the West. Um, I think it comes down to and what, what it comes down to a lot with these recruits is, is does it really fit the mold of the offense? And I know Coach Gaddis is really trying to get speed type of guys, some guys that can really, you know, like, you know, uh, you know, get down the field and 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 kind of just break down a defense type of guys like Ray Ray and and Robbie and. I'm not so sure if if he if he fits that mold. And if you don't fit that mold, then I would guess then you would probably go for more of a Will Fowles t- type of player than an Andy Gene. Now, with all that being said, his his recruiting process seems very similar to Romello Brinson, where Romello Brinson uh, decommitted and then he jumped back on during the season. So that's a scenario that I, that I can see happening as long as other teams are not pressing as ha- um, harder than Miami is, because if that's the case, then he's going to go elsewhere. So I would say, you know, to be honest, I would say it, it's, you know, like a 45, 55 chance, 45, not coming 50, um, 55 coming to Miami, but it, it just really depends on what the landscape is. And if Jalen Brown, like we think is not going to, you know, be with Miami in, in the next couple of days, then that, that definitely bodes well for Andy Jean. If, if, it, if he does, then I think that, that, that puts a lot of doubt in, in his case to join the class. Yeah, yeah, I kind of, um, by you saying that, I, I've been telling people about Andy Jean, how Romello decommitted and then jumped back in. Um, and they, and I get, you know, they, and they real close, you know what I'm saying? So I, I can see Melo getting the ear saying, man, you might well come on back, um, and go from there. What's up, Jay? You in there? Yeah, I'm in. I'm in. Hey, so, but Marcus, quick question. Uh, looking at the timeline, he committed to Manny staff, right? But no, no, no. He committed to um, he committed to Mario. But that's when we had uh, B Mac. B Mac was the wide receiver coach. So Romello committed to Mario. Oh, oh, you're talking about oh. Romello. Hello. No, Romello committed to. Uh, I'm talking about Andy. I'm talking about Andy. I'm tripping. I'm tripping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Andy committed to uh, Mario. Okay. Yep, B Mac. Yeah, he committed to BMAC. Um, um, and then, you know, once BMAC left, I automatically knew that Andy was going to end up decommitting and going, you know, probably following BMAC because Georgia was the school he already said he wanted to go to from ninth grade. But um, things have changed, obviously. So, um, but yeah, I could see him getting back in the class, man, um, doing the same thing that Romello did. Uh, but like Frank said, Texas A&M is pushing the issue. Um, we'll see how that one goes because, you know, <laughs> James Coley, he, he's, a, he's, he's, a, he's a dog on that trail, man, when he wants somebody. So we'll see. 
plus it ain't that hard to um have uh what's his name be like hey reach out to to your boy um talk about you keeping um your keys yeah yeah yeah, yeah you keeping uh what's his name uh, up, up yeah. Mark, there too yeah amari 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 i was thinking and you got, got donnell harris there too so yeah donnell harris um <laughs> tomorrow just got up there so they got they got players man to, um to get them man huh? Hey, I got a, yeah, I got a question. I'm looking at this right now. Somebody put um Samson at 72% Miami Hurricanes. Samson, that's what, um, yes. I feel good about that. I love it. That's so um um on three, that's what they put on there. Yeah, I love it. Um I think I think we're gonna land them. I think we're gonna land them. I just don't know the commitment date with them. Um I mean, I'm obviously. I think he's going. To, he's looking at how uh, Limers are starting to jump on board, and he's probably saying, "Well, let me get in um, before that 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 class get full." Um, but he don't have a date just yet. Uh, and I still think, even if he does drag it to sign the date, he say he wants in. You say, "Hell yeah, come on!" Well, he got one more video to go. I think one more video he got to make before oh, he make a decision. Yeah, so man, he already I, mean, did I want him. You got him and Francis at Chapel. Um, that's that's just something that's called big boy recruiting. Um, he's starting to um recruit with the big boys. I mean, well, we recruit with the big boys already, but getting two top five star offensive tackles that's just major. Um, that's that's stuff that Alabama Georgia does. I have a question, X. Which one out of those two do you think? Um, if they do sign with Miami, um, plays the left tackle position. Which one you think has the better upside out of the two? Samson. Samson is a he's a he's a natural left tackle. He's a natural left tackle. Yep. He's a natural left tackle. Francis, um, he's gonna be the right tackle. But as Frank said earlier in the show, you can also move Francis on the inside too. You know, um, if you do if you do get other tackles in the game. You know what I'm saying, but Francis, uh, as of right now, will be our right tackle if you land Samson. Hey, what's up, man? What's good? What's good? Man, I'm chilling, man. Chilling. Got two questions, man. One, who do you think we land over the next couple of days? And then the second question is, as an overall class, I know it's kind of hard to say. Do you think we can bring into that top five class? All right. The first question you say who who I think we land. Um, obviously Jaden Wayne is one Saturday. Um, everybody is going is leaning towards Jalen Brown going to LSU. I I haven't moved my stance on that. I still think he ends up at UM. Um, so it would be uh, that, those two, uh, Jalen Brown and Jalen Wayne. I can. I'm some. I mean, I don't know the kid, but going to LSU, playing for Brian Kelly versus playing for Crystal Ball. I mean, that's, I mean, you know, if, if people talk about Brian Kelly, like he, I mean, Brian Kelly is a good offensive minded coach. Uh, that's true. I don't know what people think. Like he, he does get the job done. Um, and LSU has put out top receivers in the last couple of years, not even the last but for years. So they put out good receivers. So I, I can see why. And then I don't, I don't think he's making a decision on you know Cristobal versus. You know, Kelly, I think it's, you know, the track aspect to it is important as well. You know, so th there's there's other factors that are going into it other than just, you know, picking the head coach. 
Um, you know, obviously, if you look at Coach Gaddis's offense as well, it's not your typical, you know, five, four or five wide all the time offense. You know, if you watch what he did at Michigan, it was it was a lot of offense based around the run game. You know, he was it was a more run centric offense than, than the rest of the country as well. That could be a factor in his, you know, wanting to go somewhere else. You know, he is a similar profile, I guess you could say, to Robbie in, in regards to being a vertical threat. Um, who knows? Who knows? Maybe he just wants to be the focal point of someone's class. You know, so there are some factors that go into it. And I don't think anybody should knock, you know, the decision or anything. Like, the last staff did a horrible job of recruiting the kid. So, you know, that, that kind of sets the tone for a kid's commitment going into a senior year, you know, and who knows? Like I said earlier, maybe Mario, if he does commit to LSU, he could, who knows? Maybe he shocks everybody and ends up going to Miami. But even if he does commit to LSU, you still have five months to recruit the kid. So yeah. We'll, yeah. See. Yeah. we'll see. And what about overall class? The overall think- class, um, uh, Cause we still got some big names out there. Yeah, I, I can see us creeping into like top six, top five. Um, at this stage, it's like um, you still got Bama, you still got Ohio State, you still got Georgia, uh, Notre Dame, um, Texas A&M, Texas, LSU. Tennessee. These schools, who that? Tennessee too. With Tennessee, know, yeah. The, these the these schools are recruiting good too. Uh, you can't leave out USC. Uh, Clemson, you know, Texas everybody's still on. recruiting good at a high level. So, um, in order for us to get into a five, yeah, we would have to basically land all our all these big time top targets. Like, you can't, you got to get Jalen Brown, you got to get Jalen Wayne, Jaden Wayne, you got to get Sampson, you got to get Nicholas Harbor, you got to get uh, Ruben Bain, you got to get um. Who else? Who else? The safety, the uh, the the the, the, the Jonels, the safety. You got to get the. You get Bonsu. Bonsu, yeah. You got to get all these kids. Yeah, you get to, Malik to get into that top five, yeah. Um, so, I'm not saying it won't happen, but it's you know for this year, I think it's going to be a real kind of hard to get into that top five because everybody else still recruiting too. I mean, but top I think I think good. it's a real I think it's a real possibility though, and here's why. Uh, they only have 12, 12 recruits right now, or 12, yeah. 12 commitments. And if you look at the top 10, pretty much everyone has at least four more um, commitments than Miami, which means there's a lot of room to gain. You know, that there's a lot of – if you do – once you do – Jaden Wayne, I don't think you necessarily need a Nicholas Harbor to get the number one class. But if you do get Okunola, you get Abansu, you get Bain, you know, you get Bryant, you get Kirkland, then you're in the conversation. Because if you land those guys, which all of them are pretty much, you know, most of them are, are, are pretty much committing in the next, next month or so, then you leave a lot of room to get that top five class and you have a whole season to continue that momentum. So if they get like most, let's say they get two thirds of those guys going into the season and let's say they have a pretty successful season and they they make it to the ACC championship game. 
more more kids are going to jump on board and you may have a flip here here and there uh hometown kids to miami so i think it's a real possibility i think we're hesitant on saying that because we're not used to being in that at least not since randy shannon days i think was like maybe the last time we had a uh, number one class top five class, class. Yeah. yeah so but it, it's a real possibility because we only have 12 commits right now yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if, if 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 you're looking at it that way, yeah, it's definitely a big possibility. Um, but again, uh, I it, it's I'm looking at the other teams that still recruiting at the same time. Cause Alabama's what top? They in the top ten. They they just getting started. LSU, they not in the top ten, and they just getting started. Um, um, it, you know, it's just so many schools. Uh, that you got to look at that say, oh, yeah, they're going to be fighting for a top 10 spot. Um, you know, um, but it's going to be fun watching it, uh, watching it, especially if, you know, um, we win, we win, we win those big games. We win the games that we're supposed to win, man, and play football how you're supposed to play. I think, yeah, we could land, we could pretty much creep into that top five. I think the hesitation with the top five thing is you got six three star prospects committed right now. Right. And and I'm not saying that those are kids are all three star caliber kids like a Bobby Washington. I'm I'm really surprised that he honestly hasn't elevated to that blue chip level yet. Um, but it's hard to get to the number on average of like a ninety one and a half, you know, ninety two on, you know, on on twenty four seven or like with us at Rivals, you know, like a, a close to a four average um, to, to get a top five class. Right, because it's you have to be rounded out with blue chip kids throughout the entire class. Now, if they get a Hicks, if they get a Cedric Baxter, you know, they get a Harbor, they get all those kids. If we if all the big dominoes fall, yeah, of course, you have the possibility to do that. You better win 10 11 games this year, right? You better have some guys that are up for national awards, right? You better be can you better be in the ACC championship game at minimum. You don't necessarily have to win it, but you, you have to be in the you know, have an opportunity. You know, all those things have to fall in place to, for you to get a top five class when, when you have other teams that are, you know, having, you know, hot momentum. Like, we're already playing from behind when you got, like, an Arch Manning who's a perfect rating kid, you know, for everybody, you know, committed okay. to Texas. Yeah, but Texas has six three stars as well. And I'm thinking Emory might get that fourth star. Yeah, I was going to say, don't you don't you expect some of our three-star guys to, to get an extra star or to go up a I think Emory Williams and Bobby Washington would uh, be, you know, they would automatically get bumps. Um, well, I Rashad? I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm good with, with Rashad. Yeah, I don't necessarily need Rashad to be a five-star quarter, but I'm, I'm good with where he at. Uh, I mean, we just talk about for the ranking, like, bullshit, you know what I'm saying? You know, I tell you what, another player we haven't talked about at all is uh is Christopher Johnson. The uh the Chris running Johnson, back. yeah, Chris Johnson. He he he, he gonna get a bump. Yeah, the running back who's a three star right now is definitely gonna be a four star and I think he's gonna be out of Miami. That's my that's my guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he he he'll be the he'll be the only running back we end up taking this class. Um he he's gonna get a bump. He'll be a he'll be a four star blue chipper. Um yeah, that's about it. I don't think I think Trip is Trip is right there on the edge. Uh, he should be a four star. I don't know how they took that away from him. Um, and then who else you got? Um, 
the the the, the Carver and the two tight ends, Carver and the Reed. Uh, I'm cool. Um, I don't you know necessarily care if they do get a bump or not. One of them's actually a four star on Rivals. Oh, okay. So yeah, see that, that one of them four star, and then you got the um the Frank Toledo kid. Um, he you know I'm good. <laughs> I, he just he has to show that he's a, a good player. I mean, he has all the potential. He just got to show it on the field. Um, he only had what one year of football, so. We'll be all right. Um, again, a top ten class is damn good for Mario. Um, to do what he's did in um only six months so far, he secured a top thirteen class last class last cycle. Um, he has a top ten class as of right now. It, that's just you know that's that's real good what he's done, and he hasn't even coached a football game yet at UM. So. We we headed in the right direction. Um, you know, you 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 win games this year. You definitely could secure a top three class next year. So that's basically what you look forward to. You know, you like, hey man, we're going to get what we can get this year. Get into a top ten class. That means you got a good class. You got a class that could compete because it's only going to be two ACC teams in the top ten. That'll be Clemson and UL. Now you got a class that could compete. All right, let's re- let's build on that. Oh, next year we could get a top three class now, and you just keep building from that. So, any more questions before we get up out of here? Well, I just heard some great news. They're opening the raising canes on Miami Beach. Yeah, man. I mean, well, that's that's great news, but then it's bad news because for some of us who who lives in Miami, we don't go to South Beach. I just hope it's north of 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 like. <clears throat> At least past like tenth. I think I hold on. I think somebody somebody has said something about where it's gonna be. Um, ah, they going to I'm South Beach because that's it. They opening one in, in, in Homestead as well. Yeah, I heard they opening one in Homestead. Yeah, yeah. I heard um Arturo. If anybody know who knows who Arturo Free, he tried to open up a um. Zaxby's down in Dade, and they told him absolutely no. Wow, that's crazy. Zaxby said absolutely no. The farthest they're going to go is West Palm Beach. Uh, that's crazy, man. But yeah, I just hope it's not on anything far, anything south of like 10th, 11th. Because that shit in, down there on 5th, 6th, in the ocean, this shit's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate going down there, man. It's, it get crazy, man, but... We'll we'll figure. I mean, they'll figure it out. Um, I was saying they need to put one around close by the stadium, if anything. That should'll be jumping. Oh, they they. I mean, they might as well take the Sonics away and put it put put it right there. Like I don't even see people Who eating Sonics no more. I I couldn't tell you the last time I ate Sonic. It's there just to be there, man. Sonics is like a a, a Jack in the Box. That's one of the worst goddamn fast food restaurants ever. Yeah, his dad just. I'd rather put fingers in the microwave. Man, I know my kid told me to take him to Sonics one day, and I got mad at them for even asking me that. Like, what you mean, take you to Sonics? Huh? You can eat the shit in my car. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, I'm like, man, I'm take y'all to Steak and Shake if anything. I ain't taking y'all to no Starting Sonics. But that's why places don't like to expand because when they move into other markets, the quality tends to fall off depending on you know who's 
franchise it or what have you and shit. Because you, the, a lot of Sonics, like in Orlando, just, they be straight. Yeah, but, that's like, true. Down here, you go out of town, the Sonics is good, but it, it's almost like um the Waffle House is down here. They suck. But when you go out of town, that's the first place we want, want to go to. A Waffle House in Georgia? The Waffle Houses in Georgia are excellent. You come to the ones down here, they trash. Yeah. yeah. Trash, man. But, yeah, man, ain't nobody got any more questions, man. We'll get up out of here. Um, and, okay, I see two more questions. What's up? What's up, guys? Talk to me. Talk to me, man, before I get up out of here. I want to defend uh, Jack in the Box's honor. You ain't never had it at 3 in the morning when you go through that drive-thru and get two tacos. Shit, yeah, nah, I, ain't, I ain't never had no three in the morning. It's terrible, man, but it's good. But I, I, I wanted to see uh, the alcohol talking, man. I wanted to see that's um, like some Tallahassee shit right there. What y'all thoughts were <laughs> on, you know, the eventual battle that we're gonna have between Jay Garcia, Jacory, you know, Emery, Jaden? Like, like, do you think somebody's gonna leave, or you think they're gonna compete? Great problem to have. I think they'll compete. Um, you know, um Jake Garcia would have, you know, he would, he would most likely have the upper hand, but um I think they all can compete. Now the thing is later on throughout spring practice, Jakari Brown started to started to look good. Now, if he keeps getting better, now you have a situation where Jake, you know, this this spot ain't given to you. You got to earn it. And um, Jakari Brown saying he wants it. Now it becomes a problem. I mean, not a problem, but it's a good situation to have because now you got two quarterbacks who are capable, along with the freshmen who's coming in. You know what I'm saying? So um, now the one thing that's important for, for Jada and Emory Williams is, are they both going to come in early? You know that's that's the big thing now. Um, kids coming in early because if you wait till summertime, man, you could almost get left behind. But if you come in early now, you can compete for for playing time or starting positions. But if you come in summertime, unless you're that guy, you're going to get left behind. So, and one thing I'm going to say is I want Beyonce, but that doesn't mean I'm going to get her. So, you know, Jacory Brown can want whatever he wants. You know, what he can have dreams of grandeur, but this is Jake Garcia's spot to lose, you know. After I mean, don't, I mean, don't necessarily just count Jacory out. Uh, I mean, listen, if 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 Jake, like we spoke about this last week, if if Jake Garcia doesn't get hurt, he could be the starter at the University of Miami right now. So, you know, I I, I don't see him losing that spot. You know, if there's another injury that happens, that could open up the door again for somebody else, but. I think it's pretty much Garcia's spot to lose unless we see him transfer out or something along those lines. But yeah, I mean, I, like I said, I, it's him. Like he is there, but I'm not counting. I'm not counting out that Jacory Brown has gotten better. Um, and then you know, watching Jake move throughout the spring, he has some accuracy issues. Uh, so he has to work on that. I just think I think Jake just need game time. He need you know he needs some game experience because he had that one game. But um, even his senior year of high school, he had limited game experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So 
with all the transfer. I mean, it's yeah, not a transferring to from different state over here, then transferring to one school to another school because somebody brand whatever the reason is, but getting ruled ineligible, having to transfer again. Yeah, yeah. So it's a good situation because he is a good quarterback. I just think he needs the game experience. Um, and then we got two pretty much cupcakes to uh, start the season. So he will get some playing time, and we'll see if he looks like, okay, hey, yeah, you can stream, you, you buy a TVD, and once he leaves, it's your job. You know. Yeah, I was actually going to say that. I mean, that first game against Cookman is really going to be a, a sign of, of what's what's to come with those two quarterbacks. And I agree with Frank. It's pretty much Garcia's to lose. But I wouldn't doubt – I wouldn't be totally, totally surprised if Ja'Curry Brown wins the job because of his versatility. You know, um, he, he's a dual-threat quarterback. And Jake Garcia – there's been times where I've seen him practice where he he, he is, is not up to par. Ja'Curry seems like he's he's definitely, you know, uh, a step back at this point of the process. So, and he's already, and Jake has already had injury issues thus far. So, I, I don't think it's as far as a gap as Frank was saying, but it's, if it is close, you got to give the nod to Garcia. My my thoughts are like the evident that if, they're if the, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, no, no, I was just saying it's it's got to be clearly evident that he that they're better for them to give you know Jacuri the nod or whoever. Yeah, I was gonna say if if Mario beats the the you know offensive killer allegations and Josh Gaddis has like. You know, they, they put up video gamers with Tyler, which is what a lot of us are kind of expecting. I think Josh Gaddis might be in line for a head coach job. And then I think Frank is the offensive coordinator and waiting, Frank Ponce. In which case, I think Ja'Curry might have the edge, given I think Frank wants to run maybe a little bit more of a mobile spread offense than Josh Gaddis would. I mean, Jake Jake is a, he not as mobile as Ja'Curry, but he can't move around. Um. Yeah, I think I. I mean, if if, if Josh Gaddis does have another similar season to what he just had at Michigan, yeah, I think we could see a one-year exit for him. Um, hopefully, hope not. Hopefully not. But you know, that's just what it is. Um, but um, you said something about the offense killer. I don't. I mean, Josh Gaddis put up. Uh, what almost six sixty two hundred yards last year at Michigan? I mean, Mario, because you know these Oregon fans are always like, oh. I mean, we, I mean, I don't know why y'all listening to Oregon fans. They don't even know nothing about football for one. So listening to them is just come on. Yeah, I'm just saying, you know that the allegations. They're always like, oh, he held Justin Herbert back. I'm like, oh, Justin know. Herbert had damn near what thirty five hundred exactly exactly. How's that holding somebody back? I mean. Do they want they want a quarterback to have five thousand yards passing every year? Like, come on, got to be realistic. Like, if if I'm gonna have a quarterback to have 3,500 3, yards passing, I'm gonna have a running back. One running back have twelve hundred yards rushing. Another running back have like eight hundred yards rushing. I want that type of offense. Exactly. With our running back stable, like I don't want Tyler to be throwing you know forty times a game. 
Yeah, and then and then um, it all falls down to the defense too. Because if the defense is having is playing good football, where they stopping the offense, guess what? The offense get the ball back a lot more. You know what I'm saying? So that that I I, I don't even listen to Oregon fans. I don't know why y'all do it. That's just crazy because they don't know nothing about football. But um, if they want to debate, tell them debate about jerseys. That's all they know. Jerseys. There's no jury. They don't know nothing about football. So that's about it, man. But what's up? That's it, man. Anybody else got one last question to ask before we get up out of here? No. Well, man. Um, we got Frank the crib. He um, and we got Marcus, man. Those guys have a new platform. Um, I'm gonna let them um go ahead and explain it to you guys and um thanks for everybody else joining in with us man go ahead frank and uh, marcus explain what i got going on yeah so it's uh canescounty.com which is part of the rivals network will be bringing you coverage regarding the miami hurricanes and whoever miami is recruiting and not just football also basketball um, baseball other sports as well of course the focus is going to be on football because that's what we all mostly care about um but yeah we'll be giving you uh content in, uh, on all social media platforms when it comes to instagram twitter um youtube as well um we'll also have a space like this as well where we're in bike caneville uh likely starting next week tuesday well we'll chop it up just like how we did tonight Yes, sir, man. I uh, appreciate you guys for jumping on, man. Um, and I did, know. I did uh, post a, a tweet from the official Twitter account on Jumbotron. So go ahead and click that. Give it a follow. Give it a retweet. Show some love. That was you, Jay. You posted that. Which one you posted? It's at the top. Just, just like the them announcing that that, that it's live and stuff like that. Yeah, and we have a sixty day free trial going on right oh, now. Oh, okay, 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 okay. So you guys get right. too brief, you know, try it out. Um, you know, you sign up. Oh, okay, I see it. Look, man, um, I'm I'm so silly. I had my thing up where I was looking like, what the hell are they talking about? Jumbo trying. Okay, now I see it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Lance like it gave it that name. I don't know why it just. It just <laughs> you know, Lance, man, Lance, wow. Gave it the name. Bro, that that name stuck. <laughs> yeah, man, but you know, man, y'all check them out, man. Um, you know, we all been putting out there in high schools for years, man, watching those kids, and it's just so beautiful to watch them grow up and then get an opportunity to play in college, man. It's I love it, man. I and that's why I love my job. So, hey. thank y'all. Appreciate y'all, man. Uh, checking in. You know, every week we we are here seven thirty, man. Go check out the Warren Sapp interview, man. It's out right now. Um, it's gonna be funny and it's gonna be very informative. Um, what else we got, Jermaine? Um, I think that's, um, what else? The Warren Sapp. Um. Ricky Williams, we should be dropping that pretty soon. Okay, yeah, the Ricky Williams one. Um, yeah, that that one gonna be dropping soon. Um, that's a good one too. Yeah, that's a very good one. Very yeah. good one, man. Um, so check that one out. Uh, I think that's about it, man. We got some other ones that's gonna drop. I just don't know exactly when. But um, 
that's it for the night, man. Uh, we we gonna see what's going on Friday, man. I think I'm the only, I'm the loner that's still stuck with Jalen Brown coming to the U. <laughs> um, I tell you what, he comes to the U, man. I need everybody to send me a bottle of Hennessy because <laughs> I stuck <laughs> with it. Got it. We got Jalen and Jaden to win the top six already. Definitely, definitely, man. But that's it, man. Enjoy the rest of y'all night, man. And um, we'll, we'll, we'll be waiting on Friday, man. So peace. Everybody be good. Thank y'all for tuning in. Thanks for having me on, X. No problem, Marcus. No Thanks problem, for having Frank. me on, man. No problem, Frank. <laughs>